and I took a nap from like 3 to 7, 3 to 6 p.m. I'm pretty good to go. Fucking, fucking red like a crawfish, though. Oh, yeah. I got you your fucking raccoon eyes. <laughs> you mean the anti-raccoon yeah. eyes because you wear those fucking shades? Yeah, I wore the Costas. Oh, oh, you fancy you got the Costas? Okay, okay. I got three pair of Costas. Oh, that's... I, you got more than I got. Cause I don't invest in sunglasses. I wear glasses, so uh, it's a waste of my time. Yeah, I make sure that's the one thing I, I like is all my buddies in high school, they all had these nice-ass Costas and stuff, and I always wanted to know what the whole flame was about, right? Yeah. So when I finally got money, I bought some, and I was like, oh, these are kind of nice. Okay, I'm going to buy another pair. Oh, you know what? I'm going to buy another pair, too. <coughs> you got hooks? You like a little junky? You a little sunglasses? I don't know. I don't, I, don't have the, I don't have the frat strap and all that shit. Oh, oh, oh. What the, what the, what do you call it? The frat strap? Yeah. <laughs> That's a new one, but yeah, I got you. I got you. That makes sense. I don't, I don't have I don't have the frat straps. That, that's a southern thing. I'll tell you that. That definitely sounds like no, a southern no frat strap thing. Although it is no in SoCal, it's definitely a thing. Like I I get it, but like calling it the frat strap, being from like live having lived in like North Carolina, South Carolina, around like college towns, like all them little shits have that shit. Yeah, man, and they never paid for their sunglasses once either. No, they all drive these these trucks that their parents pay for. And no they, doubt. They, they got all these, like, they got the Salt Life fucking stickers and everywhere and the Salt Life shirts and all this bullshit. And just... Yeah. Probably never been 10 miles off the coast. Yeah, yeah. I know the same people. Yeah, they, they cruise the same inlands. They, you know, they play at the same sandbars. It's... I got honestly, yeah, uh, honestly, being real, like the, the golf life is the same as like East Coast life, in my opinion. Mostly because the way Dude, I think, the way the waters work. Because I'm from the Pacific, right? We have actual yeah. waves. Like we go to the beach. We we don't go to beach fish. We go to beach play. Like we have fun. We get out there. And we we fucking it's a workout. And I come here and it's yeah. like, I got no. I if, if I ain't fishing, I ain't got no reason to be at the beach. Because I don't want to fucking sit here and burn my ass off for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we go we go to Florida every year. If, uh, we usually go for July Fourth and shit. And we go have fun, go play shoes and shit. And uh, wait, you play <coughs> I'll get in like the... You don't play uh fucking cornhole. It's gay. What's gay? Cornhole or horseshoes? Cornhole. Oh, and you just said you know you said it involves hole on. I'm just wondering because oh. since I have not seen anyone play horseshoes on the East Coast since I've been here, and on the West well, Coast, come down we'll, to the South, man. We'll, we'll play horseshoes. I've I've lived all throughout the South. I'm, all I'm saying is, is horseshoe is seems a very like West Coast game. Cornhole is like that that Southern game. I was surprised, even up here in Virginia, people play it. Like we go to a couple bars and they have it like set out, and it's like. It's like the it's 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 like the hip thing now, you know how like pool for a while was like the hip thing. Like you can't find a fucking pool table to save your life now. It's it's all cornhole boards on the sidewalk. It's bullshit. Yeah, I mean it, it's fun, you know. Like I'll play it and shit. I'm just not going out of my way to play it, you know. I'm not going to a um what did you call it a cornhole bar. 
not going to one of those. Yeah. Yeah, they got, I think they got a couple of those in fucking Yuppieville uptown. Oh, yeah. Cornhole and uh, shuffleboard. Shuffleboard's like the, it's like the, the, the yuppity cornhole. You know, if, if yeah. a bar has a shuffleboard, I don't want to be there. <laughs> Just, I like darts. As, as I, I suck at darts, I'll play it, but I'm, I'm, I'm a big pool fan. Yeah, I've taken a couple people's money. Oh, I suck at pool, but I, I, I will never forget this night. This poor girl, first night I met her, I was down in San Diego hanging out with uh, my good friend Sarah and her, her uh, man thing at the time, Juan. And me and her, her Juan's brother Pablo went to the bar that was right, right, right outside. And we met this nice girl. And she was hanging out in her garage with her friends. Her name was um. I think it was Rachel. She's like, yeah, we're, they were doing their, you know, they were smoking dope, whatever, you know, doing the weed, just having the devil's yeah. lettuce thing. I, I was just hanging out being me because I, you know, I don't do that. And she's like, well, I like shooting pools, so let's go shoot some pools. And then the bar was like literally right there. So we went and, and I felt so bad because I was like, you know, late first. She, she's like, no, no, it's fine. You do your thing. I broke and I literally beat her. I didn't like no breaks. I, I ran the table. Never in my life yeah. have I ever done that. Ever, I suck at pool, and I fucking beat the brakes <laughs> off this woman. And I looked at her, I was like, I'm, I'm serious. I'm really sorry. I, this is like the first. This is, I'm proud of myself, but I fucking hate that I did it to you. <laughs> and she was, she was right. sweet about it. She's like, you know, she's high. She's like, oh, it's fine. So we, and I was like, okay. So we hung out, and then you know, first night. But that was like hell of an introduction. Like you know, you just hang out with girls. She was, she was cute and attractive. I was single at the time. I was like, man, I could date her. I can, you know, get down with it. And I did that to her, and I was like, oh, I, I, this ain't happening. <laughs> like, right. you, just, you just buried her ego so deep, it ain't. Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> so. I used to lose to people on purpose just so they throw money on the table. Mm. I'm that guy. Well, this was, that thing was, this was that kind of bar. Like, they had, like, full-on every weekend pool tournaments. Like, it was, it was, it was, this was like a pool bar. I ran there and did that to her, yeah. and I was she she so I not only did I do it to her, but I did it her in like a pool bar. Like, okay, you're you're like you're stripped dick. <laughs> so yeah, I right. just, I felt so bad about that, but I felt really good about myself. Like, oh, okay, you can you know you hit that you hit that perfect spot. And just, mm. So and then the ball just rolls to the next shot. Yep, you just yep, line that, yourself up every time. Yeah, but I'm I'm much more of a pool guy than I am a dart guy. I just starts. I play darts. I like darts. I, I like playing games in general, but <clears throat> I feel like pool. I have a little more control, and also there's a lot more air. Yeah. Darts. I'm just flinging shit at the wall and hoping it hits. Yeah. Pin the tail on the donkey type of shit. Yeah, basically. So I can't even remember last time I played darts. It's been so long. It might have been. Uh, it might have been when I was actually in J stationed in Japan. Oh, that sounds fun. Well, we had a we had a squadron. Or I say squadron bar. It was, it was a it was a hidden bar, right? Because my squadron had like six people in it, and we had a little separate building that you know only we had access to. And it had dartboard in it, so we would. On occasion, I would bring some friends back there because I was a senior person at the time, and I knew people, and I could hang out. And I was 
don't really give a shit, so we go hang out back there. And we had dartboard, and we had some, you know, uh, tasteful pictures. Oh, <laughs> of yeah. Other individuals, and we played some music, and we had a, a big parachute hoop, or um, over the top, like the big parachute. It was, it, it was, it was your basic like military like hidden bar, supposedly. Uh, and that's that's probably the last time I played the actual like played darts was at that place. It's just been so long. Cause, Do you miss the military and the camaraderie and all that shit? Uh, not really. Like I, there there are things you do miss, but overall, I think I'm better off where I'm I'm at. Cause when you're, it gets old. Like when you, when you're 24, being treated like treated like a 12 year old, you just Either, either you, you, you get to the point. Either you subjugate yourself to it, or you, you're out. Like you, you can't deal with it, right? Right. And that's that's how I, I couldn't deal with it. Like I was in a much better place, and that was, I was very spoiled in my first duty station because I was treated like a human being. I was valued for my ability and the things I could do, and my, and my skill at my job. And then I went to a different duty station where I was a number on a board where, you know, I you just get it done. No one cares how and you have to meet certain expectations. It was just, it was, it's a bad lineup uh, for career wise. Adding that, right. with my, adding that with my attitude, right? Like you just, it is what it is. But I, I, I don't regret my time in the military, but I I value it highly, but I I don't. I also I think that I made the right choice for me in on not pursuing a career because it would not have been good. No doubt. So. But yeah. <sighs> Clay, what's your what's your favorite kind of taco? Uh, just carne asada, okay. onion, cilantro, oh. verde sauce. Oh, sweet. You eat it Mexican style. I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just asking because I've never really stopped in Louisiana to have any kind of history. No, I go, to, I, I go to the places that they only speak Spanish type of shit. Oh, you my man, because... I only ask this because, I, like I said, I had some friends over. I made tacos. I made some spicy shrimp tacos. And I made carne asada. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. So, flour uh, or corn? Um, come on, I serve flour, but I prefer corn. I prefer corn too, but most people taste better. Yeah. I will say it's it's a thing over the years because as a kid I always loved flour, but as I've gotten older and I've learned to enjoy different meals, I think that tacos need to be served on corn tortillas. Flowers for burritos. Yeah, enchiladas, fajitas, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they got this thing I'd be getting at one of them Mexican restaurants. It's called Chilaquites Rojas or some shit like that. Man, that shit go hard. Mm. They fry some tortilla chips, or they fly some of them flour chips in the tortillas. And they'll make it with carne asada and fucking eggs, and and you put some fucking Rojas sauce on there. Ooh. I eat the whole thing. 
With mm. the fucking beans and the rice? Holy fuck. Mm. And I noticed that I'm the only person that fucking gets it that's actually white. So they actually, like, I'll order that and they'll be like, you sure you want that? It's like, you fucking right, I do. It's because you can have a little bit of spice in your life. Yeah, I dated a fucking California girl for four and a half years, so I know a little something. Okay, so what, what do you mean you dated a California girl? Like, what? what I dated mean? a NorCal girl for four and a half years. Okay. Yeah, she's from San Francisco. She moved to Kentucky when she got out of high school. Okay. And Same I was playing, but, down, but whatever, I'll give you that. That that that's what she called it. Okay, I'm just going off of what she said. She oh. said she was NorCal, yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck that's supposed to mean. Not even NorCal. That's like, so, so San Francisco. My perspective is still Southern California, just because of the way it's. Align demographically. NorCal is like NorCal is um, basically Oregon. Basically, yeah. Nor NorCal is Oregon. Like, there's there's trees. There's, they have rodeos. Like, there's it. It could be its own fucking state at this point. Like, so if she can't tells me she comes from Chicago, she she don't know nothing about NorCal. Like, she's she's still a city. She's still um, a city brick. You know, like yeah. She enjoys, she's definitely she's, a prick. She's got that progressive lifestyle. Sure, it's a little. It's probably a little colder for her. She can't, you know, swim in the bay every, you know, all year round. But she ain't NorCal. She, she. Her parents she, live on a houseboat. Yeah. So she, she's a. Uh, oh God, what's, what's the word I'm thinking of? When, like, when you want to be something but you really ain't, and you're like, you're, you're an imposter. Yeah. She's, she's a NorCal imposter. Like she's so. Oh. All the way. Okay. If I Sorry. ever talk to her again, I'll well, make sure to, to tell uh, her that she's an imposter. I bet. Don't, don't, don't open up those words. Or at least, at least if you're going to quote them to me, and she can talk to me about it. She's engaged to somebody else, Chan. I don't ever think I'm going to talk to her again, so I'm cool with it, man. Oh, I'm just saying, I got your back. If you, if you speak yeah. words, and you want to <laughs> slap her in the face, uh, you know, I'll, I'll back it up because I'm a real... Uh, I know a little bit more about some of that shit than she does, because, honestly, I'm probably a little more real than she is. She sounds like some prissy white bitch. Uh, she's half Mexican, half white. Yeah, half this, half that don't mean nothing. She's still a white bitch at heart. <laughs> oh, no doubt. <laughs> I'm fully white. I'm probably going to mix me than she does. Right. <laughs> no, her, da her dad's a Frito Bandito. Well, good for him. He came up in society. Got himself that citizenship card. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So. You get over there, my man? Yeah, I'm just stretching, man. Mm -hmm. Just trying to wake up a bit. I thought you said you took yourself a, like a four-hour nap. I did, and then I drank two nitro cold brews from the gas station, and I'm just starting to wean off. Oh. You gotta get yourself a little, little, one more hit. I know, right? 5 a.m. is just way too early for me. It used to be a time you'd be getting off, roughly. Yep. I don't miss that shit for nothing. I really don't. 
I got a job, uh, I got to go take a drug test next week, and then I got to go take a strength test the week after. I'm supposed to be an inbound supervisor for an LTL company, and I make $3 more than I do right now, so I'm rolling with it. And then they said I start at 3 a.m. and I get off at 10.30 in the, in the morning, so hmm. they said it's only for six months, though, so we'll see how that shit goes. Well, I, I think you'll... I... You, they'll pick. They'll pick up the option. Let's be real. You yeah, work hard. I'm just you got. You know, I'm, I'm, you got good head and shoulders. Like you, you fucking slay it. You kill that job. I ain't no worried about that. But oh, I already know that. Yeah, I ain't worried about that. Beats shit, the beats the fuck out of dealing with fucking felons all day long. Trying to be their fucking dad, and I'm fifteen, twenty years older than them. <laughs> giving him life advice, giving him fucking all kinds of different advice and shit. So I I I hear you, but and way I want to offer a little perspective is they're in that predicament for a certain reason, right? Like you, I get it gets old, but if you're it's the type of person old. who takes value in leading others to the light, you know, like you you could be the guiding star. I'm not saying that. This is your yeah, no, I understand. It, and it's it, not saying it's for you, but I'm saying like there's there's a person for that job who wants to make that difference in that way, and that that would be probably a really solid place for them to be. I and just don't want to do I, it anymore. No, I I hate super people. It's, it's it's my detriment. I do not deal with that very well in my life. That's why I I, I have struggled with college as much as I do because I can't stand getting through the, like, undergraduate courses because I just want to tell people to shut the fuck up because you're stupid. Stop stop talking. You, you're you wasting right. my time. You are not, you're like, you're wasting my time, which means you're wasting my money because I'm paying for this. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. And I, and I just, and it's just <coughs> so I, I struggle with that a lot. And I'm struggling a lot right now because I feel like what I'm taking is it's a waste of my time, but I'm like also I'm taking these courses now because it's summer, which is a waste of my time. I so think college is a whole waste of time. You know, well, I'm, when I say waste my money, I'm I'm not actually paying for it. And this is you know the government paying for it because of my military service. But so I get that, and I think that you know I'm you are a person who needs to move up and move on, and like you three dollars more like. Like, oh, at three, three don't sound like a big number, but three, that's a lot. Because that adds yeah, up per yeah. hour, per yeah. week, per month. Like, that's that's a big raise. Over the course yeah, of the year. Yeah, go from fucking 26 like, to 29. It's great. Yeah, so, like, that's great. So, good feeling you, like, keep it. And I know, like, it's only a six-month opportunity, but knowing you like you will excel and I would be surprised uh, they, uh, they offer you a race at the end of it so well they said if I if I do what I'm supposed to do I get on salary and I start off at 84 85 yeah okay well three months we'll be talking about your salary <laughs> yeah sounds good bro let's, let's hope so man that's good so I gotta go deal with that bullshit the next week and then I gotta go put my two weeks notice in over there, and I can't wait to do that because they're gonna be like, "What? What? This is so out of the blue." It's like, yeah, I, I kind of asked you for a raise like three months ago, and I never heard back from y'all. So it's like, all right, well, I'm gonna just go find something else. 
The funniest thing is, is I'm living in my boss's fucking rental house right now. Since that tornado, so it's just like, uh, so I guess y'all kicking me out once, uh, once I quit, huh? This shit don't work that way. Oh, I already know. The insurance company pays him $1,800 a month for us to live here. And he he hasn't lived in this house for like two years, so like anything any type of money he get well it's not even okay it's not even fucking his house if we're being honest with each other it's his fucking mom's house mm. and Wait. his mom his mom and my mom go eat fucking lunch every week every other week so I think we're pretty good like this dude hasn't worked a day in his life type of shit like he's been mm. basically given everything. I know the type. I met a few of them yeah. in my life. Yeah. They've been in the world because they're fucking special. Because, you know, they've always been special. Like, I'm lucky to get fucking $2,500 at the end of the year for a Christmas bonus. His daughter and son get fucking 40 grand each. And they don't do shit. Yeah. Fuck them. I just, I just don't understand. Oh, <sighs> What don't you understand, brother? Oh, I mean, I understand. I understand, like, the whole concept of it. I just I don't understand how, how, like, they can get away with it. You know what I'm saying? What's, what's there to get away with? There's nothing wrong with it, technically. Right? Oh, I, I guess I'm just being peanut butter and jealous, yeah. Well, I, I don't, so, I don't think, I think you're right. But I'm, I'm also thinking that. By the way, the system works is they're not wrong. It, oh they, no, they, they, no, it's it's like wood in the water, right? Like they just they they were born in a better place, right? Which is part <coughs> of the problem of the system, and it's why people like. And this oh, is no. this is a, a huge downfall, which I think is a big problem. Is this is why you see the rise of like socialism, and communism? Is like, well, capitalism doesn't work. No, capitalism works great when it's actually capitalism. But what you have now it's just is, flawed. Well, what you so have now bad. is is crony capitalism, right? You have all these big wigs who like send their money, like they do shit like this, where they they pay their own family members these big fees, right? Yeah. Capitalism, as root is the best system. It, it's and even as is but now is it's better than social better. communism, right? Because yeah, it capitalism is is the number one reason, or is is has the highest rate of um, Taking people out of, out of poverty. poverty. Yeah, basically, yeah. I, you know, you, lifting people up. Is it perfect? Right. No. It, but it's it, the free market capitalism is much better than anything before it and after it. Is it perfect? No. Everything has flaws, and I think that the system we have now is extremely flawed, particularly when you look at how it's implemented with our governmental system. So I like I get it, but I'm like I I. As much as I want to, like, I I can't sit here and say like burn down the billionaires because a lot of them they built that money off of their own backs. Like, if you look at like 
uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, Bill Gates, they're the rich people in the world, but they didn't start from having money. They started from nothing. Right. So, but, like, I, I'm not mad at them for doing what they did, because they, they, like, they put in the fucking work. But then you also have people, like, like the fucking old money people who have just, like, have these continued on millionaire companies and they just they suck up everything you're like well fuck those guys because they didn't they were they they had the silver spoon so it's, it's hard to say like which way you know like fuck them fuck them all but at the same time it's it's also like this is much better than the alternatives right i would rather suffer in you know have my economic state in america under capitalism than be in russia because even though I am I am at the bottom of the American totem pole, I am still above the rest of the world totem pole. Oh yeah, yeah. When you look at things outside of America, you, you're living quite well. Well, that's, I think that's the biggest problem is a lot of people in America have never been outside of America. I have traveled extensively outside America, and I, whew, the things I've been that to I, the Bahamas. Oh, things I used to get girls to do for a dollar in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. One USD? Oh, no. It, it was bot. Bot is the Thailand currency. It was like, it was, what, like a thousand bot to one dollar? And, you know, for like basically 900 bot, you could. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand all, where that was going. All I'm going to say is that you've heard rumors of like banana shows, chain shows. Na name yeah. a show. I've, I've probably seen it at some point in my life. Well, that's cool. You're cultured. That's good. <laughs> I'm not, it's not a point of pride. I'm just saying I've, I've been a lot of places where a lot of other people haven't. And they're like, well, your $15 wage, you know, it really sucks. Like, it sucks here. You're right. And it does, mostly because your society is fucking shitty. But other other place in the world like that would you would you would be a king yeah yeah i wouldn't i don't i don't want the hierarchy though i don't want to be considered hierarchy i just want everybody to be the fucking same well the thing about hierarchy is it's almost natural oh i i understand human evolution <laughs> of the mind and stuff that's part of the problem is is you can't solve all these 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 social problems until you solve the problem of hierarchy in order to do that you have to solve the evolutionary problem right of like natural selection like the stronger survive darwin darwin right. so yeah. until you're able to invalidate that you can't you cannot stop hierarchy Sorry, he develops regardless. What's that saying? You give everybody the same playing field or whatever, and 50 years the rich will be rich again? Yeah. Basically, yes. Cause they, it's the same principle? Yeah. Like, it, this is, and this is part of the reason why reparations, as people talk about, <laughs> don't work. I don't give a shit how much money you piss to the bottom. It will eventually filter to the top because you can't. Yeah. It's, it's all about that. You te teach man to fish, he'll eat for a life. You give a man to fish, he'll eat for a day. Yeah. Giving someone 50 fish means he'll still eat, but he'll only eat for 50 days. Eventually, he's going to piss all that fish away. And guess where it goes? 
goes goes back to the man who can fish because he's who at the end of the fifty days, yeah, he might struggle because he ain't gonna make the same profit. But when you run out of fish, who you turn into? Solely him. The man who can fish, right? So right. You, you you're creating a a temporary solution for a endemic problem, as you call it, which is bullshit right. to begin with. So this is this is kind of my dilemma is when people like to talk about reparations, like, oh, it'll fix everything. I'm like, you know what? Um, one, I don't want to pay for it because that's bullshit. Because it's it's come out of tax money. But fine, you want to do that? Fine, that's fine. I don't care if that means I never have to hear about how racist I am because I'm white. Fuck it, do it. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. And then when I'm dying, I can. I. It'll be this, the same issue. I'm gonna laugh at you and tell you we tried this before. Guess what happened? You're now poorer than you were before, because you bought in the same bullshit. And then, <laughs> but at that point, it, it'll be like, it'll be like arguing with the idiots, right? Because they're gonna be like, well, yeah. th this time will be different, right? So yeah, it'll be fucking 250 years have passed instead of almost 200. Yeah, and we tried to solve it this way before, but we're going to do it again, but this time it's going to be different now. So, like, there's a small part of me that says do it, because one, you'll fail. Just to see what happens. No, yeah. no, I know what'll happen. It, it, it'll it be a failure. But but then the rest of me is like, if we let them fail now, they're going to continue down this road. They're going to double down on the failure, because they're too stupid to... They, they're too, not stupid, they're too ignorant. They're too, like, self-indulgent to like, realize we failed and we not fix a problem. We have to try something different. No, we've, like, that's, that's the whole failure of government at this point is, is, is a double down. We don't look at this. just don't understand how fucking everybody's yeah. trusting the government so much. It just it doesn't make any sense. Oh, I, I, I think you see a lot of distrust in the government. Yeah. But there's still too many people that do trust it. You just see way too many discrepancies. Just way, not enough accountability, or over-accountability, but nothing ever happens. Accountability? Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> there's no accountability in government. There was, it was a few months ago, but there was a story came out about the CIA literally had found... Uh, child molesters within their organization they had like 10 accounts of it that were on file of people possessing child pornography and they never they didn't prosecute them because they're like if we prosecute them we have to bring this to court and therefore we have to like expose sources and stuff and it's like they just they it got written up and they were just like they were kind of shuffling on the bus and you see shit like this like with the what secret service under Obama, like, in, was it Brazil or Peru or some bullshit? Like, they were, like, hiring prostitutes. Uh-huh. Like, there's all this bullshit. That you, and it's just like, well, we can't, we can't let this come to light. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, why can't you let it come to light? Because you can't show that your government is flawed or your policies are flawed or your, or your institutional integrity isn't there. Like, <laughs> I just, yeah. I don't understand. I just, it's... I think it comes down to there's going to be there's either going to be a revolution from within or a revolution from without particularly when it comes to the government and how it operates uh, it, it'll be from within and it'll happen oh. in the next 20 years oh I hope it's from within and that things shift and they, but they, they call what did they call what did they call the thing on January 6th 
I think the they said, uh, the, yeah, yeah, it was insurrectionist. It's like, where the fuck did you come up with that word from? The, the, the fucking education system in this country has been so dumbed down for fucking 50 years. How can you even fucking comprehend that word or fathom that word? Like, where did you come up with that word from? It's a trigger word. It was. It sounded fancy. It sounded too. It was too big for certain people to understand. Oh no, fucking shit! It scared the fuck out of half the fucking nation. Yeah, yeah. They're still talking about it when they can. But and I notice I only hear that word on MSNBC, the most far left wing fucking wow. political organization they got. CNN was. I will. I will say that CNN is very popular, but. Fox News addressed it, but they addressed it as like, well, they call it the interaction, but this is really what happened. I've heard a lot. Yeah. I try not to watch mainstream media because it's all it's all propagating. Well, I don't either. either for or against. The funny thing is, is that the stuff I watch usually quotes all that crap. It's like, oh, well, this is what they're saying. I'm like, well, we knew this is bullshit because this is who quoted it. Like, right. This is where it came from. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I don't. I can't remember. The, Last time I actually watched Fox News or CNN. A lot of people watch it religiously, dude. They live and die by it, and I, they they tell me some shit, and I'm like, no, this is what actually happened, or this, that, and the third. Like, cause I I, I outsource my fucking information to other things. I try to get multiple points of view, and then formulate my own opinion about it, and then interpret it as such. Yeah, that's how you should do things, right? That's how like. That's it's called thinking for yourself. Well, that's what journalism was about. Eventually, it was like you, you hear something, you investigate it, and you like you break that story. You bring news to light, right? You, you're an investigative journalist. Like you are there to like shine lights. Now, it, the journalism is what they claim is it's not even journalism. It's just and they, they storytelling. But they downplay real like investigative journalism, like um, fucking. What's the name of the fucking... I can't think of it right now. What they do nowadays is they'll push a narrative... Or they'll push, they'll push a story to fit a certain narrative that yeah. goes along with their political views no, most what, of the time what's, nowadays. What's the guy who, who he, like, he keeps doing stigmas on like CNN and like they keep falling for it? I'm... I thought I probably missed that. No, he doesn't... Uh, fuck, what's his name? Because he, he just did one, it was he, he did like a cat. He did a catfish with a gay guy at a bar. Why? What? Yeah, yeah it was it's funny as fuck. Because the dude literally shows like pulls up on his phone. He's like, I shouldn't be doing this because of this policy. And he says to watch out for people like you, but I'm gonna tell you all the shit anyways. Um, knowing that it's gonna leak to the media. Well, he, shit. it was it was basically like that. Like he was like, you shouldn't do this because, you know, there's people out there. Uh, you know, looking for this information. It was like this whole company, he literally showed him the company policy on this. <laughs> and he did it anyway. <laughs> it was funny as shit because it, it came out in the video. Project Veritas, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. James Keefe, and, it was literally like his latest video. It was, it was on like the um, Twitter, Twitter bias and the dude worked at Twitter and he was a gay guy. And the video, like, literally, he shows up, he, like, pulls up, like, an email, it's the official email from Twitter. And he's like, yeah, watch out for catfish, watch out for things like this, this, and this. And he's, like, showing it to him. 
on the video as he's getting catfished at a gay bar. Oh, oh it was it was it was too good. Was, and, he, and he's basically you know like just saying bullshit. It was, just, it was fucking hilarious. Like I couldn't help it. Like, ah, uh, but yeah. Yeah, and uh, I just don't understand how fucking people fall for anything nowadays. They they literally take something at face value and just start. I, I'm guilty of it too, but I like to do, as you would say, investigative research. I, I guess that's the right verbiage for it. I just I take a story and I'll just go look at fucking 15 different angles from it and formulate my own opinion. I think that anyone's, everyone's vulnerable in some way, right? Like everyone has their own skeletons. Well, they have their own like. Interests you can weasel way into. Now, some people are much dumber than others, and they have a lot more of them, right? Yeah. But nothing's 100% secure. Like, even if you look at... Like, even look at, like, the, the CIA, right? You've you've had whistleblowers multiple times on that point. Like, you, you have to... There's a certain point of access that you have to completely abide by. And when you have someone who has a conscience, it necessarily doesn't work out. Right. All the time. Um, so the time. everything's vulnerable to a certain extent, but there's when you have dumb people, dumb people, you're or power boys. hungry. Yeah, you're vulnerable. Also, yeah, when you're power hungry, you tend to like let things slide. I guess. You say yeah, because you enjoy your power. We, you say things in the pursuit of that power that are now coming to light, and that was the thing of like before the internet, right? Is you could say things and like old tweets, and no one bring it up. But now we have the tweet mob who they will dig up a tweet from ten years ago and try and ruin you over it. <laughs> and is and is that and is that sad in itself that people literally just are living on the internet looking for dirt on people that they said X amount of years ago? Like, would, is, is, is that sad? Um, I'm, it, so. Is, or is it just the evolution of technology and human? I, I think it depends. Uh, I think it depends on the person, right? Like, if you literally have, like, some, somebody who is, has no other purpose in life than to, you know, get, that their reason for living is basically they can, they can, they can ratio somebody or they can, they can find something on someone else through a tweet. And yes, I think that's sad. Like they can, but when you have need people, to reevaluate the way to life, shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't well, you think? But I think <laughs> that when you have people who, who generally care about subjects and they, they, they're willing to challenge someone and like, Hey, I know he's something bad and they're going to bring it to light and, and challenge them. Like think of like a journalist who's like, Hey, once upon a time, you said this on the tweet. Like, is that still the, the like? There, there, there's a context where you need to like hold people accountable for things they've said in the past because, you know, like, um, for instance, gay marriage, right? Like, Donald Trump was the only president to date who's ever entered into office so fully supporting gay marriage. Like, Obama didn't support gay marriage, right, when he entered office. 
So like that's still, a whole other argument. Yeah, but I'm saying like some people you have to be able to like look back in their history and like hold them accountable for things in the past, abuse in the past, right? Yeah. So, like, so the people out there who like have no their sole value in life is is literally to try and one up someone on Twitter. Yeah, fuck you. Like you, you like digging that deep. Like, you're a pitiful disgrace, like, great. You're basically an earthworm. Like, you're just going to see how far you can dig in. But when there's people out there who are actually, like, trying to hold people accountable for policy positions, and, like, hey, you held this, like, what changed? Like, why is this different now? So there's a small difference there. Do I think that everyone should be judged by things they said in the past now? Because I've... I've looked at some dumb shit I've said, and I don't, I don't agree with things I've said, you know, multiple years ago. Oh yeah, but yeah, I get that. Should I live or die by that? No, but do I think I should be held accountable? For that? Yeah, sure. That's fine, but I, I don't think it's the end all be all, right? No. There, there are a lot of populations like, well, you said this once, therefore that's who you are. Like, okay, well, it's like saying, well, you once had a penis. Does that make you mad forever? Well, it's so different. No, it's it's not because you know it's the same kind of standard, right? <laughs> but, but they won't accept that logic uh, because that logic goes against their moral compass or their their perception of who they are now. Or a social justice warrior or whatever the fuck. I've also found that most people who think like that um, don't have logical views to begin with. So they're not worthy of my time or conversation. Uh, I've noticed that most people in life aren't really worthy of my time. Like, the cat I went fishing with today, dude, just beats to a different drum. It's just so oblivious just to, like, the small... Like, it's called pay attention to detail. If you cross your T's and dot your I's, like, like for instance, today. Dude, dude had $100, right? Dude's going up and down fishing and all this other shit. Keeps pulling his phone out of his pocket when he thinks he's about to catch a fish. And circumvently, we get back to my house and he loses the $100. Bruh, if you had enough common sense and enough... Now, granted, this guy's graduated college. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this dude's academically bright. It's just like... Common sense-wise, the, the car is on. Nobody's behind the wheel. He's just so oblivious to details. And I, I just... I am a man of actual details. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I pay attention to everything. And I just... And he, he's thumbing through my truck and, and looking everywhere forward, thumbing through the house. Like, I just... I, oh, I bet he accused you on one point, didn't he? He, he knows better than that, dude. I got, I got money. I'm, I'm not worried about $100. I paid for everything today. I paid for all the bait, or everything. I spent like 150 bucks, Just so he can go have a good time fishing because I blew him off the past fucking month and a half because, I, like I said, I just don't like dealing with people. I don't like dealing with people like that. Well, you don't like dealing with people in general, Clay. Like, I, I know you. We, how, how long have we been friends? We've been friends a little while now. Like, a couple I, of years. I don't really like dealing with people in general just because I, I, I just... I, can, I, I, I don't know how to say it. It's not, it's not arrogance, but I, I read people very well and I can tell if you're fucking just absolutely fucking retarded or stupid. 
or like you actually have a decent brain on your shoulders and like you can actually formulate your own opinion and actually be a contributing member of society. Most people nowadays, they're not even contributing member of society. They're just a hollowed out shell well, and they're just fucking zombies. I, I would argue that you're wrong there um, because most people pay their taxes, therefore they are contributing members of society, right? They keep the welfare sure, state sure. in order. So, sure. I, I, yeah. I think you are wrong. I, 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 in that regard, yeah. Okay, I can I can understand your argument there. I'm just talking about in the day-to-day -day life. Like, you can't have a, a, a normal conversation with people because everybody's so stuck on their fucking phones. Well, no, I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm just... I'm saying that I think attributing is the wrong word. Sure. That, that productive, yeah. productive would be better. Usage. There you go, productive members of society. Because if you pay your taxes, you're contributing. Yeah, you're contributing to the demise of this country. Yes, I can understand that. And that's just my own personal opinion. I I feel like that hard-working citizens that get up every day and get taxed at whatever percent you do. I think 22, 24% of your annual income, and it goes to things that don't actually help the country but hinder it. I, I feel like some policies just aren't, aren't meant to be in place. Maybe years ago they were, but nowadays it's obsolete. Oh, uh, I yeah. guess yes, 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 yes. Well, but a, a government program is always forever, don't you know this? Yeah, yeah, because the government is always forever, and the government budget is always forever, and the Fed always has it backed by gold, remember? Oh, we, we, no, no, that... We're not talking about the gold standard from Richard Nixon, either. It's always, like, we always have accountability for our money. That's why we were able to send $40 billion to Ukraine, but we still have homeless people on the streets. It's kind of my argument. Oh, it's like, my. why are we helping everybody else in the world when we can't even help ourselves, when our fucking roads are absolutely fucking horrible, when our dams and lock systems in this country, the, the literal lifeblood of this country going through rivers and bringing cargo up and down fucking rivers and stuff, the locks are fucking horrible. So, the roads are fucking horrible. All I hear you saying is, is, is the Biden infrastructure system would have been great for America, right? No, no. Oh, but, um, but you said all this. But the, it's infrastructure, right? That's what we should have voted for, because that was the best spent money we could have ever thought of. I mean, the best spent money we could have ever had was $40 billion to Ukraine. That's, that's the best spent money we could have ever had, man. Oh, I think you hope I'm being facetious. The, the infrastructure deal is bullshit. The, like, so much that like money was not meant for infrastructure. They were talking about fucking. Oh money. yeah. Like, really, like, I just I fucking hate this. The country the least developed, because no one wants to oh, do no anything for the reason. Particularly when you look at government. Government's not meant to be government. It's now it's it's just this this bullshit like hierarchy. It's supposed to be oversight. Yeah, it's, but it's like, instead of spending money actually doing stuff, I have to, in order for me to vote for your bill, I need you to pass my bill, which means I need you to pass his bill, which means I need to pass her bill. It's just, it's, I think that one well, do you think Do you think that they I, should get away with lobbying? 
Oh no, I think lobbying should be cut out. I think that. <laughs> so I think that we should have term limits. I think that the campaign finance should be completely redone. Like if if it's not personal donations, it limit. What about NGOs? Fuck them. Um, <laughs> NGOs that fund government campaigns. I don't give a shit. Fuck them. I'm just asking. That's all. I'm on your side. Remember. Oh, I know. I know. But I'm saying if it's not personally funded by an individual, individuals to exclude corporations, um, at a maximum of we'll say three thousand dollars a year to a a campaign, not a you know campaign finance or not a like cooperative or whatever, what do they call them? Dude, um, wait, wait, I'm, I'm, uh, what did uh, you say like, again? I kind of zoned off for a second thinking about something. No, I'm just saying, like, if it's to an individual campaign, it, like, you have an individual campaign, there's no, like, there's no DNC. Like, there's no... Right, right. Like, yeah. that is made up of leftover campaign contributions from the year prior. Like, right. <laughs> like yeah. it's individual campaigns. There should be no lobbying. There should be none of this bullshit. Like, I can tell you how I, I want you to vote. No. Like, that's done. You don't put up candidates. Candidates have to get their funding from the individual people, their supporters. You can, like, that's how it should be. Like, there should be no foreign interest. There should be nothing. It's just literally what you can raise from people because of your great ideas. And I think that salaries, particularly when it comes to, like, Congress and Senate, should be based upon their individual states, right? Like, your your salary should be your average state salary. Or their individual contribution, no, I'm saying like so. Like you live in Louisiana, so I think that your 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 two state senators, their salary for the year should be the salary, the average salary from the previous year or the previous census or whatever it is. However you want to calculate the median, the median yeah, income, the median, basically median yeah. income, should be theirs. Now I I say that as I say this as they will be provided housing in D.C. Well, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying it'd be great, but I'm saying they will provide housing in DC. Therefore, they the, their their life in Louisiana will be solely and based upon the life they they, they hope to create for themselves in your own state, right? That that's how the the average person in your state lives, and they should if All they right. can't if they can't live off that, then that tells them that they need to improve the livelihood of the people in your state. I think that's the right way. To that's a, that's a good way to that's a good way to put right. it. I kind of like that. Yeah. Because I like because what the average salary is like one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. For something a, obnoxious that's like not a, even ever justified. Yeah. yeah for a, like a person like a house that's in it, like AOC was bitching about how her salary is too low, but she owns an electric car. She owns all this shit. She's a bartender. That's a personal choice, though. Yeah, but yes, but that's, that's my point. It's like, I think that the term limit should be implied, and that your that the the your congressional representatives should be their salary should be based upon the the average income for their citizen of their state, for the, yeah. who they represent, because that implies that they need to if they want a better job or a better they want to make more money. Guess what they have to do? They have to do something that's better for their citizens. Yeah, the, uh, I know. I know. We're just talking, but uh, we both know that'll never, ever, ever, for never happen. Well, it'll never happen because people are immoral. They're they're greedy, and in order for that to happen, that would there would be a lot of people who have to give up a lot of things. 
Yeah, and this country ain't really like giving up anything. Oh, that's why it's just one of the best and worst countries in the world. I I think that I think that America is like the next Rome. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna watch a slow decline. This is also part of the reason we've why we've been watching a slow decline. Yes, but we're we're like middle century Rome where there was this decline where we can like kinda of re grasp our former glory in weird ways. And I think that our, our, our real decline is going to come hopefully at the end of my lifetime, which is part of why I don't want kids, because I don't want to leave. I don't want to have my legacies flood into this world where it's just garbage. And I just, oh, fuck that. Like, I don't want to put the burden of that life on someone else, knowing what I know about how I live and how I deal with shit. And I think this is, I just, I can't justify bringing children into this and thinking like yes great good I had a fucked up life but I'm, I'm going to give you a more fucked up life like I think that the legacy you should give your children is you should try to build things that are better for them uh, and I, obviously and, yeah and I, I think that America's fucked that up but I think this also comes back to the whole you know was it hard times breed hard men hard men bring soft times soft times bring soft men soft men breed hard times and so I yeah. think we're in that cycle and I think that we're in the we're in the cycle of you know soft times have breed soft men and now we are we are soft men and we're breeding hard times and I just I don't want and not 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 that I think that you're soft or that I'm soft but I think that as a society I think that we're extremely soft no doubt it, it comes to a lot of things because like what, have you ever heard of like the was it the 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 fourth turning like it's there's like a world war every so many years and um, yeah like we're like primed in that cycle oh it, it's inevitable man it it really is at this point well the the scary thing about that cycle is uh, is that it's whoever the world power that goes into that is always is never comes out on top. They came out like a second world power. Right? And we're primed for this. And it's us staring down Russia and China. Russia is kind of... They're not the real threat, right? China is... Russia's a, Russia's a skeleton of its former glory, and it never really was a glory in historical terms. Yeah, but things as we started on this barrel of China, and like what they do with the influence is... If we, if our influence falls in the Pacific, it's, it's uh, just, yeah. it, like, we're just, oh, destroyed. Geographically, internet. that's a lot of the world, because those two countries in itself hold a lot, a lot of land mass mm -hmm. in this world itself. Yeah, but when you look at, like, the economic state of the world, like, Taiwan, Taiwan's, like, where all, the vast majority of, like, all the computers not computers, but like computing chips in the in the world are like manufactured. So if that falls, we're done. Everything yeah. that's a massive shift in the world hierarchy. Like that that itself. And it's just it's crazy to think about. Like and the thing like, I don't like is the whole premise of just like how secretive China actually is. And about what it what goes on within the borders, because everything is controlled by the state, right? So like you don't know what is actually what. They could propagate something and 
make something look a certain way and as soon as you leave it could be the complete opposite so uh, you want to think about something you would scare here I'm, I'm all ears at this point is is if our government could they would operate the same way oh yeah I I've, I completely understand that well completely I, I think you understand it but I'm not but like I think if if we didn't have the constitution that we have, our government would offer the same way. Like we would be, it's it's it's, and that's the thing I hate about. Well, there's a lot of things that have still I, been classified that we'll never truly know about, or it'll be fifty years until they declassify it. Oh, yeah. Sixty, hundred years, for national security reasons or whatever justification they put behind it to keep it sealed. Yeah, but. You could never see a uh, Yenman Square or whatever it's called. Fucking Tenement, Tenement, yeah, Tenement Square. Square. Like you, you could never, ever, ever see that happen in America at at its current state. Not saying it won't happen in the future, but I'm saying with within our history, if that happened, people would lose their shit. Like you would see, like it, it would be immediate uprising. Like that'd be crazy. Well, my question now is, why wasn't there an uprising when they found out the CIA was using mind-altering drugs to try and hypnotize people and control people? I think that was because it was at, at such a small scale, right? And I also think that this is part of the area where, like, media coverage... Things, I don't things know, man. The, the MK Ultra project was like a branch project of multiple, multiple things. No, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying it was, it was, but the MK downplayed. The the MK, yeah, it was very downplayed, and it came out how many years later afterward? Forty. Mm -hmm. Happened in the seventies. So it was very much like, yes, we did this in the past, but we're we're better now. Oh, so now we're supposed to respect honor from the past. Yeah, well, okay. we're supposed to, but that's, that's not a thing. It's like, that's the big thing. It's like, like, well, this we did this in the past, but now we don't do this. You know, like it's it's like we were caught, and now we like we're clean now, right? It's 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 so it's 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 they're 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 ref, they're reformed convict basically, and that's how they want to be treated. So yeah. a slap on the wrist is what you're saying. Yes, but that's how they they, and like we're your government. We'd never do that to you because the you know we have this constitution. But it, yeah. it, we know it's bullshit. Like the NSA is, the NSA in my mind's bullshit. Like should not exist. I don't give a fuck. Oh yeah. But you know, totally we, agree. but it's like at this point we live with it because the Patriot Act and. We don't feel like the shit we grew up with is like well, like well, a lot of people are like well, that's the life we live. Like that's not that's not the life you're supposed to live. Though. Like it's not how you're supposed to live. You're supposed to live in, and just and once it was found out they did that, they're like well, we did this for this reason. You know, it already happened. Like it's they it's try all, to justify. Well, it's, it's the whole um, it's easier to ask forgiveness than ask permission type bullshit. Like yeah. That's, yeah. That's the whole concept comes down to it's like, oh well, we you know we did it, but you know now it's over and no, it's no, it's the principle that you did it. Well, people don't have principles anymore. Like, oh, I think this is the the one of the largest downfalls of 
our society is is lack of morality, lack of principle. Is there's just it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it just doesn't. Oh, I've noticed. It, it, as I, 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 I'm not saying I am a moral beacon, but I would say that I think. Do you value Do you value human life in its simplest state? I haven't killed anyone yet, so that would say yes based on my anger issues. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. But it's just like we, as I don't, I think that morality is one of the largest issues that our society lacks. Whether you want to base that upon the, our our fall from faith, which I don't, because I'm not a religious person in general, but I think that people have lost a lot of their ties to their community and lost a lot of like ties to their humanity in a certain way. Yeah. And therefore, when you stop caring about your neighbor, you. You know, we they, they not saying they lost it, but it was it was outsourced to the government when you know progressivism really came to rise. Like everyone's like, oh, the government will take care of it. Like the government now takes care of your fucking six children you didn't want. And if you don't and want, now them, you, you get a you, check every month. <laughs> exactly, like you you outsourced it. Before that was like, hey, when you were struggling with soft times, you 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 looked to your neighbors, you looked to your community. Now it's like, no, I, I look to my. My state representative and I file my form every month to get my my little fucking my kickback, and therefore it it removes people um, one from having responsibility taking care of their neighbors, but it also removes them from the thing of having being accountable to their neighbors. Like this is a thing that's touched upon a lot of sitcoms is like people owe someone money and they become very guilty. They have this guilty conscience like. I'll get your money when I get it to you, but like that thing living in your back of your mind is like why you were kind of like you li- you tend to live a better life. Like I owe someone else money. Like it's this it's a small part of guilt. Yeah. But when you don't have that, it's just like well, you know. I'll so give I, it to you when I give it to you. Yeah. Versus well, if I owe the government, I file for bankruptcy, and it just is what it is. And like you live, and it's not that people wanted that money. It was like people just. You know, you they expected that you would live better by like, but when it comes from this unanimous person who signed this word check from the government, like you don't care. But when it comes from your neighbor who gave you like two hundred dollars so you could buy baby formula, because it's like fucking buy cocaine these days. Like you, you there's this level of accountability that lives within your soul. Like you care. There's a face to it. Yeah, like there, there, you know, and we've outsourced that. We've outsourced to our fucking government. Through this, the 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 ideals of progressivism that's grown up since the fucking twenties. So, and I'm not saying that progressives have done bad things. I'm saying at this point, at this point in time, we we it's it's not it it's it's become a cancer instead of the cure, right? You either you die the villain, or I'm sorry, you die here, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that's feel that's where I feel like progressives and progressivism is where it is now. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. I just I don't understand like how it got so bad. Like it's literally infiltrated every aspect of society. <coughs> yeah, I think I think it's very easy to understand how that happened if you look at development of modern society, right? Like you look at like social media, right? This is a new phenomenon that's arose in our lifetime. I can I can call you a racist. 
and get you know and that's that's that becomes all overnight like it's 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 the blown up thing and just because i said you were based upon some some weird thing that i may have taken out of context everyone now believes it right yeah and so yeah, that's uh, that's where the like progressives they don't they don't fight upon merit they fight upon you know how I need to shut you down by saying the things that make you invalid because you have good ideas. Yeah, that's probably the the downfall, right? right? Like, yeah. it's, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. I hate to say that, yeah. but it's just. It's, I mean, you're right. Oh, it's the life we live in. Now you that's have other entertain myself on there. But you do have individuals who have long conversations and express their ideas wholeheartedly. And they, they and when that happens and when you actually listen to them and take everything they say into context, they blow everything out of the water, right? This is why Joe Rogan's very popular. That's why you have uh, JP. Jordan, Jordan yeah. Peterson, extremely popular. You know, these are people who are reasonable, who were started from a progressive ideal, but then realized, like, hey, guess what? Uh, you guys are fucking idiots because of the shit you're saying now. Like, you, you were just, you're retarded, basically. Um, and that's where we end up, you know, where we're at. Like, it's just ridiculous that it took that far, right? Oh, yeah. It's sad. It really is sad. So, uh, but it's, it's the truth the world we live in. It's just like you can't make this shit up anymore. And but, if you ever want to have an honest conversation with most progressives, they they scream, they bitch, they whine, and then they 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 yell at you. And cry. They have an emotional attachment to yeah. it. And that's, this is what, what's, what is the Winston Churchill, um, uh, quote, I think, I think it, it, may, it might not be his quote, but it's something that's typically quoted him is, um, fuck, I, I just heard it too, it's like, uh, hmm, I'm, I'm gonna look it up real quick, cause I don't wanna, it's, it's a really, it's really good, really, really good quote. Come on. Men occasionally stumble over the truth, but most of them pick themselves up and hurry off as if nothing had happened. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, that is a good quote, but that's all I'm thinking of. Um... Well, I'm sorry. Maybe it's not Churchill. Um, now, this is not the end. It is not even the beginning of the end. But it is perhaps the end of the beginning. That's pretty good. 
This argument with against democracy is a five-minute conversation with the average voter. Hmm. No, it's, just, it's about, it's like, um, it's about young versus old people. It's like, it's like a young person with a heart would be a progressive, if not they're like it's 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 a weird quote. Basically, stating that like when you're young, you're you're meant to be emotional and like a more progressive thinker. But when you're old, you're more logical and therefore conservative. If you if neither is happening, you're wrong. Oh, it, God, I wish I I wish I I wish I knew the quote because I literally just listened to it the other day in a video. But it it it's basically like. Basically saying that, like, you have these young, dumb college students who know nothing, and they're extremely emotional, and that's how their arguments go, is, like, they're based upon this ideal aspect of life, and, like, how they think things should work, and then they, you know, they go out, and they, they, they basically are butt-fucked by society, and they realize, oh, this is not how life works, they, and they become conservative. Yeah. I uh once once you actually hit the real world and see what's about you kind of start you kind of stop living in a fugazi uh, an alternate state as as you see the world different. At least that happened to me. I used to have a, a a notion on what I thought the world was and how it was supposed to be, and then once I got in the real world, world bleh, the real world, I realized that most of the things that I care about and hold dear don't hold water with 75-80% of the people in it. And it's sad. It's sad that it's, I had a different interpretation of the world and what it was supposed to be. Well, I would I, I would say that I think that's everyone's um, upbringing in a weird way, right? Like, I would I would argue that those very much my upbringing, but from a different perspective, right? Because I came from an extremely small, rural Washington State environment where I live on a farm. I went to a high school. We had 500 kids in the whole high school, you know? I had 500 kids in my fucking graduating class. And then I went, and, you know, my freshman year, I, I finished it, I went to a California high school where I had... 800 kids in my class and right. let alone there's like almost like what 3600 in my whole school and I went from a, a dominant like an all white basically we had like two Mexican two Hispanic families and a black family and then I went to a school that was predominantly Hispanic and so it changed your perspective uh, it changed my you know my thoughts on the world but I think it, I think it was better for me in the long run like I, I was able to adapt a lot of new ideas and like change my mindset a lot of things right and it gave you perspective yeah it, it changed your perspective of everything but then you also like you realize that people are like you like it doesn't matter everyone struggles like everyone I don't give a shit if you're rich you're poor you're brown you're white like everyone struggles in some way or some form now your struggles will all be different but everyone struggles. This is this is a universal thing that binds us as humans, right? Right. But the, what, uh, we, 
what you make of the struggles and how you interpret them is what makes you different. Yeah, your mind is either your greatest asset or your greatest liability. The choice is yours. Yeah. And this is why you see your your some of your old money families. They typically, I think, they, they tend. My understanding is, is, you know, if the the third generation of wealth typically pisses it away, but when you have no wealth and you build it up, you continue to build it until you reach a certain point. I forget the. It's like a. Are you referring to the Vanderbilts? Basically, but it's 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 a theory based upon like outside of that. But yes, they're kind of the the the, the poster child of it. Yeah. But when you look at like um, I'm trying to same thing is like the Vanderbilt's basically they, they piss their whole their fortune away, right? But then you get the people who build wealth over a certain generation, and then what reaches a certain cap is when it like it's 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 like a a curve, and you continue the legacy, and then you there's a certain point where you just they reach it, and they're like, well, fuck it, we're done, like we can live off that. But they and their children hear that, and they just they basically fall into poverty. It's like this cycle, this cycle of life. Yeah, so I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, but people, yeah, it's not a thing people don't like to pay attention to, and it, it's not a you know upholding truth of the world. Like this, is, there are people who will disprove this. Yes, but there's also a lot of people who don't disprove this, and we're we're basically. With the dot the dot com bubble happened in the nineties, so we're on a large upswing of, you know, the children of these 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 newfound millionaires. So you you're gonna see I think in the next generation the generation after that you're gonna see a large downswing, and I think it'll be interesting to watch mostly to see how the world falls, right? I think it's been absolutely interesting to watch from people going from actual concrete jobs, it's physical jobs itself, to people making money on the internet and not actually having to exert any physical, uh, yeah, what's the word, any physical strength or actual having to do something. Kinetic effort? Still, yeah, connect, there's the word, kinetic effort, yeah. Oh, I would agree. I just find it astounding. I'm just like, where did we go as a society that people just don't want to pick up a shovel and actually go fucking dig a ditch? I mean, I, I understand. I understand the 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 reference is off, probably, but the the principle of the the reference is, it's just like people don't want to work. Like I mean, people will work in the in the sense of work because anything can be justified as work nowadays. But I'm talking about actual physical contribution to society. Oh, well, I would I would say you're completely right. Like there's there is a a a, a hardiness, a a like a a form of just good found grit to yeah. working a a solid day's work. And when I say when I say working, I don't mean I don't mean you punch your clock, your nine to five job. I mean you went, you showed up, like I used to do with Jiffy Lube. I would show up at seven because I wanted to be 
assistant manager and I would do all the bullshit and then they started at 8 we closed at 8 and I would be there till 10 like we would be doing every fucking job I'd be soaked in oil I didn't give a shit I was there to do a fucking day's work and I was I was fucking buck ass tired yeah like there's or like when I worked at Lowe's I fucking love my job at Lowe's I worked in receiving I don't give a shit you can say what you want, but I love that job. It was great. I, I fucking, I got left alone. I got to do the things I want to do. I, I unloaded trucks all day, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I unloaded appliances, and that was a fucking two-hour job where I fucking beat my brakes off. And the rest of the time, I solved all the problems in the world that everyone could present to me, and I just, I loved it because I got left alone. My manager knew that I knew what the fuck I was doing. I worked my ass off. And now it's frowned upon nowadays. But like, there's people who out there who who don't, who've never felt the satisfaction of having a good day's work. Yeah. Like, you know they they have they they don't, they've never gone home, physically tired. Like they they've gone home mentally tired because they're like, yeah. Well, I thought I, I I had to solve this equation problem. And don't get me wrong, there's a, there's a lot to that. But when you go home and you sit down. And you just, you can't get up anymore. But your your brain is on. Like, your brain is still there. You're like, oh, it's a different feeling than when your brain turns <laughs> off. Because when your brain turns off, your body turns off. Right. And people have lost the value of that because they've never had that. They, they and I understand. feel like that's what this country was founded on. It, 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 well, yes, it was. It was, it was founded on, like... That like that resistance to that and like the the intuitiveness of like good good work, right? Is is which is why when people say the American dream is dead, well, you're right, but you're right for the wrong reasons because you don't you never understood the American dream. All right, the American dream was you show up and you you beat the brakes off yourself to make life better for your kids, <laughs> and for society as a whole. Yes, and now we've, we've reached the point where people wake up and their kids are now better off and they have nothing to do. Like, we've, we've, the American dream's dead because it, it, it was achieved, right? And now kids are just benefiting from the fruits of past generations' labor. Well, they're not benefiting, they're pissing it away in most parts, like. Yeah. You know, the, the the American dream is alive for for certain unique individuals, but for for in, it's mostly immigrants, right? Like people who want a better life. Because guess what? They can achieve a better life here. Because we still have the highest GDP. We still have like the best per capita like increase in rates in life. But people who already live here, like your family, has probably already peaked. Therefore, you're you're. Only all all you're ever gonna do is you're gonna do as good or worse than them. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. I'm not even gonna lie to you, right? Like the people who are who are at the top, you're not getting really too much higher, right? So, and this is why a lot of them piss their lives away. Like now, for you and me, like we could raise ourselves out of the dirt. That's fine, but. I think that you and me, we don't want to get out of there. We like the dirt. The dirt gives us our purpose. Like, we're, yeah. we're those gritty people, which is, 
a lot of things I struggle with being in DC because there's <laughs> there's no grit, there's no grime here. Like you can find it, but it's you have to like dig down, and it's just it's it's corrupt politicians. And I I I want to be part of the world, but I know that I would have to sacrifice a part of my soul to be part of the world, and I don't want to do that. I I am unflinching, like in in my. I'm not. I'm not gonna give up on my beliefs to like be part of the world. I would rather change the world. I, in a weird way, I want to be a Bernie Sanders. As much as I don't like what he has to say, I believe in the man's conviction. For I would if if I totally. could pave away for like the libertarian view, like fuck all you and just rights and like build my way up, and I would do it. But I I'm I'm not willing to sacrifice my soul to do it right and your core beliefs yeah i i, I can get behind that 100%. which is why i, I don't want to be here anymore because i i came here thinking i could do that <laughs> as i found out it's it's yeah it's a different thing <laughs> whole different system it this is being here is a different beast it's it's so just disgusting it's it's Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, I can, I can, I completely understand. I can't relate to it because I'm not in as as big of a metropolitan area and with such political influence and or national or worldly influence as you are. But I understand the gist of your argument. Well, it's like it's basically like selling your soul. You know, I feel, yeah, I'm I not feel, trying I, to do that. So, have have you ever watched Supernatural? Negative. Okay, well, it's it's a show about two brothers who are they're, they're hunters and they hunt demons and shit. But there's a main point. There's a character called Dean, and he he absolutely refuses to do like he doesn't deal with demons. He will he will not make a deal with a demon. This is a main point of the six because other people do throughout the series. And I feel like he he's a very principled character, right? Yeah. I feel like I feel like Dean because I'm swimming in a world of opportunity but it's all these sirens they're all just the, these false tempos of trying to bring me down I just I, I, I don't know I can't because I don't see a good way to do it right no I, I don't want to make a deal with the demon because I just no. it, it ain't worth it ain't worth my integrity me it's just it's not i would rather be i would rather beat myself to death like working a good job than than go and sell myself for some easy money i just don't want to be a yes man yeah i, I just don't believe in it well, i don't thing believe in kissing people's ass for monetary gain that's, that's the thing fuck that's all that, that. That's how the city works. Is you know you want to work in Congress? Well, you you go be someone's intern, and then you 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 send out letters for them that you don't agree with, but you do it. But you, you justify it, and then slowly you you become slowly corrupted over the time. Like, well, if you know I did that once, that's fine. But now I can support this, even though it's you know now I completely believe in. But it will get votes. It's 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 a slippery slope. Very slippery slope. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just bullshit. It's just, that's why I fucking hate the whole system. I think we need to burn to the ground. <laughs> God, 
And reconstruct it in a more libertarian way. I don't, I don't, that wouldn't work. Why not? Because I, I think the issue is a, a, at the morality of the, our race or our people. I think, I don't, I don't care about the ideological views. I, I, I don't think that's a problem. I think that how people are is, is corrupted. I think people are just terrible in general. Yeah, completely agree. I I just I, I don't get how we went so wrong. I mean, I, obviously I do, but I just I can't I can't truly fathom it in my head. I just I don't get how where society went. I mean, I know where society went wrong. They started to care about monetary possessions over actual morals, character, integrity, yeah. and shit. Like, I, I, I get that. It's just like, well, how did great. it, like, yeah, and it's the root of all evil. And I understand the quote and the, the all that shit, but, like, and I understand the whole free will thing. Everybody's got free will, all this other shit. Like, I get that. It's just like... How did you allow yourself to be corrupted to such a degree that there's n literally no way of changing anything that's already transpired? Like I just I don't understand. Like they they've they've well, fucked it up so bad that we can never go back and actually fine tune things the way that they're supposed to be because it's already as fucked up as it is. I think I think there's a way to change things. But I think that this falls into a category of uh, self-discipline that people don't want to adjust to. Like I, uh, so Will Smith, as as much culture as he's brought to the world, he did a speech once and he said that self-discipline is not self-discipline; it's self-love, and that once you realize that, it makes everything easier. Like, you know, I don't want that pizza because I know it's gonna make me feel like shit later. So. Out of self-love, I'm going to not eat it now. It's it's a very long-term kind of thought process. But the human race doesn't think about that. They're all about me, 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 and this is impulsive. What, yeah. yeah. This is why I think, I think that the whole term, like you said, greed. You know, greed is like the first of all sins. Um, is beneficial because everyone's looking out for themselves, and this is why when you look at I think when uh, you may forget my reference, but like the Borg of Star Trek, the this hive mind who controls everything and is enveloping is is very attractive because it does things for the best implementation of itself, which is why I think is humanity's big flaw, but also one of its more its strengths. Right, is we are greedy, therefore we will we are self-servant, which allows us to survive and adapt when things become tough. At right? the demise of our own part, at the demise of our own self. Yes, but it's it's also what allows us to survive other things. Yeah. Right, our selfishness yeah. is is a quality that allows us to like in in in. So imagine like the Halo series. I'm not sure how familiar you are with it, but 
Imagine a, a, a whole alien uh, a, a, a an alliance of aliens invades Earth or our our collaborative space. I think that alien or our perseverance, our selfishness and our and our being of like we will be number one is what would preserve us till the end. That's our that's our, our biggest strength is we will not be defeated. <laughs> Because we are so fucking arrogant. We will, you know, we would rather die fighting than that bullshit. But it's also our biggest downfall when it comes to us uniting against others. Right? And that goes along with the 9-11 thing. How we were so united as a country, we didn't see each other as racial. We saw each other as Americans first and not yeah. by yeah. what color we were. Yeah, we but like you see what I'm saying is like there's 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 this inherent like thing in humanity is where it's one of our biggest downfalls, but it's also one of our biggest strengths. And this is where this did we go in twenty years though? It's only been twenty one years. Well yeah. have you ever watched Red? It's... Have you ever watched or read The Watchmen? I've 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 seen Bits and pieces of the movie. Okay, so the, I will say the graphic comic is, I would argue, better. Um, if you okay. if you want, I can, I can send it. I own a copy if you give me your address. I never, I never was in the comics, but I'll, I'll, I'll entertain it. That's for huh. sure. Well, I wasn't either, but I had to read it for a English, um, a English program I took. And one wonderful thing about it was... Instead of doing English like books, she re she managed to read graphic comics. One was a Watchmen, but in the end, the whole concept is like there's a bad guy, and his reasoning for what he does is he's going to basically unite the human race. the The comic book's a little bit different than the actual movie. Like I said, if you want, I'll send it to you. If not, like whatever. Um, but the the whole concept is like he basically invents this this, this threat to humanity. And unites the entire human race. So, do you do you feel like that could be interpreted or played out on a national and or global scale to a degree? Like you think people have thought that far? Well, you you can't play it on a national scale because national, if if your nation is so threatened by everyone else, then you decide to wipe the world. You basically get, you get the. Uh, World War Three, right? So you, right. Know, you have to, you have to find a threat that is uniquely adapted to annihilate the entire human population, right? It's, it's, it wouldn't be something that, you know, it's, it wouldn't be over, it wouldn't be over land, it wouldn't be over resources, it would, it would have to be a apocalyptic event in order to like unite. the ozone layer thing. To a degree, yes, basically, but yeah. that's kind of bullshit. Oh, I already know. I was just using it as in a reference to what yeah. you were saying. Well, it's it's so let's let's not get a climate climate. <laughs> <sighs> but basically, you need a, an event that threatens the extinction of the entire human race. Unite a that. cataclysmic event. Yeah. Basically, and that's what the whole like Watchmen comic book's about, or I'm sorry, graphic novel. 
So, which is why I think humanity will forever fail, as long as it's left in its own bubble. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I just... I don't understand where we went so wrong, and I keep I keep referring back to this. Like I just I don't understand how we could be so united 21 years ago, but we're so divided and so divisive in this day and age. Like I understand well, things I change, things evolve. I think that's easy. Like, 21 years ago, you were you were attacked. So let's um, put this in them. <laughs> biology aspect right so you you get the flu 21 years ago but then over the course of you know well, 20 days you you your body has now rejected the flu it's beaten it to there's there's still little symptoms around it but your body is so adapted fighting it that they basically make no impact right until a new variation applies that's where right. as a society right like we we as American society like Yes, this one starts happen, but the you look through the TSA and all the other bullshit, like the 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 probability of that happening again is is basically not zero, but it's as close to zero as we can get it. Right. So it's until something else happens, and we'll adapt to that, and we'll adapt to that, and we'll adapt to that. That's, that's and eventually we'll be in a, an authoritarian state at that point. But right it, that. but but yes, we're we're drifting closer. But since we don't have all these outside threats and all these outside bullshit deal with, we are now looking inside, <laughs> right? Yeah. We have to look at all this other garbage that we. And and this is this is where we you get outside the the laws of natural law. You get into like social constructs, right? You have a media who they have to sell a story and they have to sell something, otherwise they get no views, right? This is why CNN Plus went under in like a month. <laughs> they they were worthless. They had nothing to offer, oh, right? Yeah. So unless yeah. you, unless you can make people pay attention to you, you have nothing. And this is where we get into social. So so you negativity breeds negativity, which breeds more like. It, this is negativity breeds negativity, positivity breeds positivity. But people focus on negative much higher than they do positive. So therefore, you, that's why you hear all the bad stories. That's why you hear about, that's why you hear about a lot of negative news stories unless they, they don't hit on the right spectrum. Right? When you, you hear about mass shooting, but it's, you know, what, uh, which, which one was it? That just happened. Was it the Texas one where it was conducted by like a black student and you hear nothing about it anymore? They had one like a week or two ago and the white guy, a yeah. quote unquote white supremacist, shot up a grocery store or some shit. Yeah, but there's like there was like three mass shootings in like the course of like two days. Yeah. But you you don't hear about you don't hear about the ones that were conducted by people of certain, you know, races or colors, but you hear about all the white ones. There's, there's a reason why, like, <sighs> this is, but that's how legacy media does things. So You gotta create crisis. Yeah. And then crisis breeds normalcy from the crisis. Like, people have learned to accept it 
and and deal with it and that inherently destabilizes a nation because you're being so accustomed to crisis or or demoralization it's all part of the the, the fundamentals of ideological subversion oh yeah yep so that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother fucking day well, it goes on and on down the rabbit hole you go yeah I get tired of going down the rabbit hole because at some point you just never get out. Dig yourself up so far down that you're just like, Jesus, what the fuck did I get myself into? Yeah, this is true. <coughs> There's a lot of dark in the world, but also this, this brings you back to like the whole idea of, um, it's not, I, is it Taoism, where there's like the negative and the positive in the world, and like so as much negative. Oh, the yin and the yang. Yeah, basically, like yeah. there's as much negativity in the world. There's there's as much positivity, and this is all philosophy at this point. But I I like to believe that, like, but you don't hear about a lot of the positivity, right? And this is. You, you think about it, and I think this is also a development society. It's like, if I'm researching cancer and I find a cure, I can't just go and publish that. Versus if if there's a new form of cancer that I think I've discovered, I'm going to push that out there everywhere so everyone can hear about it. So they can, I can get my boats, I can get my finance to like you know research the, the cure for it. So I think that the the positivity in the world garners a lot less light because of the way humanity looks at it. Now Unless... let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. About the cancer thing. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they've found a, a cause of cancer or a cure as one would say, but they just haven't published it for financial gains? Um, so, no. Okay. And I only state this because I, I t took a biology class, biology 101, where you look at cancer. Cancer is, a mu cancer is a mutation within your genetic cells, right? Sure. It happens, and it happens in everyone. Because all of your cells are duplicated millions and millions upon times. And you have to imagine that cancer is basically a mutation within a cell that, that turns off it one of multiple factors either it, it turns off like a, a containment factor right so you have like this this I, I don't know the exact term but your cells basically when they bump up against one another they stop they stop reproducing cancer turns that off they also have a chemical imbalance where it says like hey if you reach this and this doesn't happen you know then you get you stop the reproduction well cancer turn that off so there's multiple factors right so I think that cancer is basically a mutation of the human genome in your cells. And I don't think that, and this is kind of a theory of evolution subject. So like, even if we could fix all known cancers, eventually there would be another cancer that, that goes be, that changes it just enough that we don't have to care for it. Right. So unless you can, unless you can stop, cells reproducing 
at in at a ineffective rate, right? Where the, without a a percentage of maybe defect, which is impossible, you'll never cure cancer. Now you you, right. can, min, you can minimize it by like reducing your know, carcinogens, like telling people stop to smoke, like stop like stop putting lead in things, because those things are, you know, they they produce cancer because they make your body regenerate cells at a higher rate which increases your rate of mutating but that's what cancer right. is just a mutation within your own genes so do I think we'll ever, I don't think you could ever 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 even in the even if humans evolve like two or three more times you'll still have like cancer or like a disease you call cancer because there's still going to be things that cancer is something that's wrong with your body it happens naturally because your your genes like they change one allele and like they, it just it just happens. It's a mutation. Right. Yeah. I see that. Like there are things that make cancer more prevalent, and there are things you can yeah. do to medicate cancer. But and cancer is simply a mutation. It's it's. It, to to stop cancer would mean you would have to stop evolution. And they'll never do that. Well, to do that would be detrimental to humanity. Right. Right. So it it's it's like a double edged sword. Yeah, I, I can see that. I just I, I don't understand how certain entities in society prosper or profit as you would say so much from said subject or said thing that we're talking about like insurance and um, just profitability from human defects or human traits and yeah. characteristics yeah I, I think so if if I tell you, hey, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna clean your teeth for twenty dollars, right? That's that's the flat fee. Don't give a shit. Comes the door. That's what it. That's what the price is. And then you go and you're like, okay, well, I don't want to pay twenty dollars every month. I or tell me, I would rather pay. I would rather pay someone two dollars a month and get my my teeth cleaned. You know, once a year, right? Yeah. And they'll cover that fee. Well, now I'm charging that company twenty dollars, but then they have this thing that they call the deductible, where that's what they pay and that's what you pay. So now I can, I can, I can earn ten dollars off them and ten dollars off you, and they'll pay for whatever else you come in for. You know, why? Why would I not? I'm gonna, uh, uh, or they'll pay for half of. I'm sorry, not said. They'll pay for half of the fee. Well, I'm, if I raise my fee to forty dollars, I'm still charging you the twenty dollars, but I'm still getting twenty dollars from them. You haven't, you haven't, you you haven't felt the cost increase because you're paying the same thing right. to me, but I'm getting an extra other half off of them, right? This whole that's how insurance works. This is why I think insurance is a fucking terrible idea. I think insurance is a fucking racket. If you want to look up, Louisiana has the highest insurance premiums in the country. Automotive, um, home, 
just overall cost. We pay more insurance than everywhere else in the country. Yeah, but I, that's just, I think it's a racket because it, it's it's a it's you're paying twice, right? And, and it's all based upon this 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 it's based upon this this thought of like safety. Like I only need it once, right? Like car insurance. Like you pay car insurance. You pay I pay fifty dollars a month for my truck, which I that's own, it. Which I I because I own it outright, right? And it's only it's a two thousand eight. Uh, Ford Ranger. It's a little fucking four-cylinder, two-wheel drive truck. Like it, it's basically worth like three grand at this point. But I, at this point, I've paid more insurance than it's worth. Yeah. Two place. And, and that, when that's and, a problem. But, but but when it when when if I ever get an accident and it totals it, they're gonna be like, okay, well that's fine. We'll just they'll they'll write me a check for the truck, and that's I have to go buy a new vehicle because they won't replace the truck. They'll give me its right. worth, and that's based on my down payment. And then, therefore, I'm sucking a car note. It's a, insurance is a fucking racket. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I wish I paid 50 fucking dollars a month. My life would be good. Oh, you fucking... What do you... You have a... You have a Ford, right? Ford Ranger? I mean, Ford uh, F-150? Yeah. What year? Uh, 17. 2017? Yeah, I pay two hundred and two hundred eighty-six dollars a month. V eight five point zero. Okay, were you first first time buyer or second second time buyer? I bought. The, uh, I had a co-signer on my last one. This one's in my name. But so All right. But did you buy you new or used? Used. Oh, I've I've never had a new new vehicle okay, in so the sense of new. Yeah. I've never had a new vehicle down as in the sense of new. Yeah, yeah, I put eight grand now. Oh, eight grand? So the, the truck, what year did you buy it? Bought it two years ago, so 2019. So you probably paid, what, 30 to 35 grand for it? Yeah. I think it was 33, 5. Before tax? Plus, plus TT&L, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, your payments sound about right to me, and that. Mm. Sorry, I'm just doing. I think my I pay. I think I pay like three hundred and ninety-eight, three ninety-nine a month for the actual payment itself. And that's probably and insurance six months, is right? about. Us uh, for five years, yeah. So six months, months yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, man, you're probably paying about two hundred bucks at least in insurance. I pay about. A Fifteen hundred a year in interest. Insurance. I'm talking insurance. No, I'm talking about an interest. But yeah, oh. about 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 that in insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Two hundred and eighteen times yep. twelve is twenty. Like twenty. Almost three grand. Well. After everything's said and done, because a couple of carries of you, know, almost 28 to 3. It's ridiculous. It's, it's definitely so a liability. What's, what's, what's 3 times 6? What? 18? 18 grand? 18, yeah. Have you ever yeah. used your insurance? No. no. I drive like a pawpaw everywhere. And they don't account for upgrades? Fuck no. 
So that's basically 18 grand. You just piss down the piss down the drain. Yeah, I've I've found out the hard way that this is a liability, and that's okay. I need more assets in my life, and um, I've realized that I've made my mistake, and I'd like, that's why I've I've literally told myself I'm running this truck till the wheels fall off. If it's till 2028, 2029, great. Oh, you oh, know, buddy, that's... I'm here for that because that's you know, my wake up call was getting in the car industry when. You know, every every month they come around, they try, they do this the sell reps, and it's 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 a dirty it's a dirty thing. Because you would think you would think they would you would learn selling cars the things they would do to you, but they hit they hit their numbers. They hit their numbers, they get they get their bonus, and they're like, oh, you, you know, they pump you up, and the they find that month where you're doing real good that you hit that like that twenty car mark where you're selling twenty cars a month. Because the average is seven. The average car salesman throughout the country in in any in, in a month will sell seven cars. But when you hit twenty, you're feeling high as fuck. That's like you're you're pumping. And that yeah. month they hit you up and like, hey, you know, your car's looking you know looking old, and they they offer you, they they make a real sweet deal. And the next month you're selling three for like six months, and they kick you to the can. And they're like you're stuck with that car payment. They fuck you. It's it's such a dirty industry, and they don't care because they don't. It's not at that point they sold that car. That car, that paperwork's done. It's on the bank. They got paid for that shit. Yeah. They don't care. I've, and banking fun. system, banking system itself's a joke as well. So I'm gonna get down to the nitty gritty. Oh, insurance, insurance is a fucking fraud and a half. Like it's it's just. It's make it, it's 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 you playing the odds, right? Yeah, the what if. Yeah. And it, and they're making the money off the what if because I've I, I've been driving my truck since what 2011. No, I'm sorry, 2013. I have zero okay. cl I have zero claims for my insurance, and I paid it off in 2000 2014. So I've been paying insurance on that for eight years. I have not made a claim, even at 50 bucks a month. That's what twelve months. Over eight years. Twelve and five, six hundred, six hundred times. That's eight. Yeah. Forty-eight hundred. It's yeah. worth. They've made more money than my truck is worth to replace at this point. And that in itself, at its most principal, is bullshit. Yeah. No shit. Right. It's yeah. Just, when you break it down like that, that's just. Yeah. It's. It's crap. It's so. And that's just auto insurance. You look at health insurance, like, and when that was this this was the biggest thing when they like Obamacare, like you have to have health insurance. So like that, the government can't do that. They can't force you to buy something you don't need. That's why I don't. Oh, I don't. I don't think insurance is. I don't think auto insurance is. Uh, Everything. Yeah, anyway. Every. <laughs> everybody racket, has right? to have health insurance, man. Well, that's bullshit. Everyone has health insurance means means the system's paying for it. And then oh. Yeah. But yeah, people get away with not having health insurance and they still get the care that they need. I don't understand. Uh, that's uh, that's what happens when you have welfare state, brother. Yeah. I literally look at it every day on my way to work, man. It's a, it's a good fucking time. Put the, Got the able able body humans just pissing away their life. But here, but, here, but here's the thing, and this is this is the moral argument, right? Is if someone comes in a hospital, 
and they're they're gonna die, but they don't have coverage, and you know they're a a homeless person, right? And you know that they will never ever be able to pay for the treatment. And say it takes, say it takes five grand to save their life, right? Okay. But you know they will never pay it back, and that's a cost that someone has to incur. The hospital, as much as they want to say they're there for the betterment of everyone else, they will they will they will run into the ground, eating that cost. They can't. They are still a business, right? This is why you have nonprofits who still pay these massive salaries. So it yeah. it, it it's a moral conundrum. And at some point, you either have to have someone who says, no, we're done, or you end up where we're at now, where we, people who can't pay for it, they still get the treatment, but they never eat the cost. And what does that, what does that create? Just tell me, man. Well, it, it's, it's, it's like the, the whole sign in the woods. Don't feed the bears that become dependent. It's a snowball effect. Yes, and that's where you now, right? So until you have the people who are willing to make the unpopular but a, a judgment that if if you don't pay, you don't play, we we <laughs> we are gonna fall even farther and farther down this rabbit hole. It, it's literally just a rabbit hole. We're gonna until we say stop. It ain't gonna stop. And with you, everyone wants to talk about well. Border walls don't, they don't, they're not 100% protective, you're right, but a condom is not 100% protective, but we still recommend that, because why? It's a barrier between pregnancy. Yeah, well, that's a good way to put it. That's I like about that. it, right? Like, there, no matter how hard you try, there's someone who will be determinate enough to get around it. And that's the risk yeah. they're willing to take, and that's, that's there on them. But when you make it easy, it becomes easy. You got to be a hard target, and we are not a hard target right now. But yet, society pays for the the society pays for the incursive action of said individual. Yeah. So, I think I think we have two options: either we accept everyone and we make them all citizens and they all pay as many much tax as everyone else and we implement a flat tax where regardless I don't give a fuck how much you make you will pay taxes you will not get a kickback you will pay at least a hundred dollars in taxes or you cut them off and say only citizens are allowed your choice but then it goes to the accountability factor, because what if everybody pays in cash and it's not traceable? All I'm saying, and this is I'm talking more immigration is is either. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, we will allow you across this border, and we will give you citizenship, but understand that there's A, B, and C that will happen with this, that you are responsible for. AKA, you will pay taxes, regardless. What we do be where we say, fuck you all, you go through, if you, if you don't go through immigration progress or process, you're, you're not, you are not admitted, you were kicked back to whatever fucking border you came from, I hope you die. <laughs> right? So you, you take, you take a, a really, you take extremely hard stance or extremely soft stance. 
with this middle of the ground bullshit, like you can't like the whole gray area to appease everybody. Yeah, yeah you, you can't play gray. Area. You you play you play white or black because certain certain things are gonna they're already fucking us, right? They've been fucking us for years. This used to be a a stance that everyone agreed upon. We need better border control, and now it's. Piece of dreamers, we got a piece of this. We get AOC crying at some bullshit fence somewhere because when she know, lives fucking two thousand miles from the border that has the crisis on it. Well, yeah, but then you know you you get the pictures of the 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 Trump fucking immigration camps that were actually from Obama era, and now we yeah find out, oh under a under Biden they're they're t what two to three times as full as they were under Trump, but no one's talking about Why that why can't why can't why don't people have the the electrical footprint from the photo? Yeah. Like why did they edit that out? But then there's like well walls don't work, but then you look at like places like Israel where they have a massive barrier and they're like, Hey you crossed the Or the Great fucking... Wall of China. Yeah, like it's like it's just it's so much <laughs> bullshit. It's so much bullshit. It's just it... There's bullshit everywhere we look. I can't. When there's a physical barrier, it deters people. Oh, yeah. An actual physical barrier. It's fucking part of physics. Well, it's it's like basic defense tactics. Like, if you have a wall or a defense there... <laughs> That's what I meant. Defense tactics. There you right. go. That's a like, great if, word to put. Even, even if you look at, like, all, like, old Roman camps, and, like, they would literally put up, like, pikes around their camps... Were the pikes perfect? No, a person could slip through them, but guess what? They couldn't go all the way through everything. Or moats for castles. Yeah, I think it is what it is. Impenetrable fortresses type of shit. But they, we like, do all this, like this backflip, backflip, or blah, blah, back flipping logic to like get around this, this these basic concepts of like human principles. It's just stupid. It's so fucking stupid. Like, how could. How could, I just, I just, I, it's the logic people have to go through to get to these. It's like you're denying hundreds of years of evolution to, like, justify your, your dumbass stance. Because you think you're smarter than everything else. Because you have a college, quote-unquote, degree, hmm. which, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't mean shit. It doesn't entitle you to certain monetary funds. It just shows that, hey, you started something and you completed something in set amount of time and somebody verified it. It's not even a set amount of time. It's like you you could take 20 years to taking one class at a time to have a college degree. Like they, you, they don't limit the amount of class you can take or have a minimum. As long as they... they, they Based upon it's it's all based upon your GPA, right? Sure. Yeah. If your GPA falls below a certain point per semester and overall, then you get put on like like probation on this. Academic suspension. Yeah. yeah. Like right now, I'm two semesters in. I have like 3.75 GPA. And they're like, we want to put you on the dean's list. We want to do this and shit. And I get emails all the fucking time. Like, I just leave me alone. I just I just want to go to school. I just want to leave me the fuck alone. Like yeah. I'm they want to give you accolades, man. But I'm like, I don't care because I'm I'm literally taking basic intro courses where I want to kill the people I I have to talk to because they're fucking idiots. Like I don't want I don't want to be put on some list somewhere or some bullshit. Like leave me alone. Yeah. Ugh. They think accolades. They think you want the accolades though. And then you have people because who are from Harvard who are just morons. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then they become professors, and then they go teach coming well, generations. Well, I think it was uh, Thomas uh, Sowell. So, yeah, that man. Oh, I love listening to him talk. He is a great voice. Yeah, he is. Oh, when he he was he he was talking about he's like talking about the fact that he like has a was a master's or PhD from Harvard. He's like, well, by going to Harvard, I I all I all I really learned was that people who graduate from Harvard know nothing. He was like, well, thank God. Like this man's a fucking genius. And like, and he's also a threat to the black society or black culture, in a sense, because uh, it just shows that. Black people can be educated. It's just if they choose to want to or not. Well, I think it's a little more nuanced than that, but yes, I think that he does represent something that's different in black culture. Very much like Larry Elder, right? He is a black yeah. intellectual conservative. conservative. Yeah. Who he's, he... And that strikes fear in people. Well, the reason he's conservative is because he understands things, which is... <laughs> something that I think that a lot of people are waking up to now is, as as you see, like, well, we uh, times are not great, and they've only gotten worse under certain leadership. You know, and I think that oh, like how you put that, only under certain leadership. Yeah, I can get behind that. Well, I'm I'm trying to be you know, nuanced. You know, I'm trying to produce a podcast here. Is is that, you know, under Obama, things were supposed to be great for the black community, and if anything, they got even worse. You you really saw the rise of this, 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 this very racist demographic and, like, entitlement under them, under under Obama leadership, I should say. Right, that was when it was really birthed, right? And this is, but uh, fundamentally, do you see why the entitlement came about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, it was, it was, well, okay, maybe tell me if I'm wrong here, but my thought was it was, we have a black president, therefore we're going to, we're going to, we're going to finally get our comeuppance, right? We're going to, we're going to get what's ours. And it would, that never happened because nothing changed. It was nothing. It was, it, it was hope and change, but nothing changed. You had the same wars, you had the same bullshit, you had what you had the fucking trillion or I'm sorry, was a billion dollar or like, uh, savings for like buyout plans for all these major industries, and you watch the housing market, the middle class, basically implode, right? Well, that was that was from thirty years of of the, of people fucking with mortgages, well, and yes. them. That's like the whole big short thing. Well, yeah, but I get the big short thing. But it, the Obama was supposed to be something different. He was supposed to be this, 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 this Messiah, and he was. He was nothing but the same crooked. He was propagated as the yeah. messiah. But, but I'm saying that's what he was, right? Like that's that. But that was the image he was given. Like I will, I will be different. I will fix things. And under his leadership, things got even worse for everyone. Because they identified said person with said politics or said change. They thought that oh. We were slaves 200 years ago. We were we were owned by certain people, and that somebody can go from being a slave to all the way eventually becoming the president of the United States. Now I understand President Obama didn't live 200 years, so what I'm saying is theoretically impossible. But the whole ideology behind it is 
our people can be slaves and we can go as far as the presidency of the United States of the free world. Like that was their whole whole um, thesis or, 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 or idea behind it is like, oh, we, we can do anything now. We're empowered to do stuff. It's like, that's fine. Like, y'all be empowered all y'all want. Y'all have had free will since the, what was it, the Civil Rights, or the, the, the Emancipation Proclamation. Well, you know what I'm sure, saying? For, for, yeah, we'll call it the 1960s, because the Civil War, they got, you know, you still had Jim Crow laws, yes, so I get that. Yeah. I get where you're going, but I, I think you're right, but I think you're very wrong, right? Okay. Is I, I think you're... It was. It was basically. It was. It was almost like a, a second civil rights movement in a way. Like a, a black man has finally reached his like pinnacle. Right, the pinnacle. But he was, if he was sold out to everything else. Like he was. He was as corrupt as any other politician. Right. He he kept on the wars. Even though he's supposed to be this anti-war platform, like he 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 went into office against gay rights, like he was not this great candidate. Like it was it was he was simply we know Bush couldn't run anymore, and they were like, well, we don't want a Republican, so we're gonna push a Democrat. And what Democrat came to the top? It was him. It wasn't because of his ideals. It wasn't because it was better. It was just, it at that moment in time. That's that's what happened. And and the and the black community was like, well, we have black president. Everything's gonna get better, and nothing got better. It got worse. It got so much worse, right? Like cause you had like the was recession in two thousand eight. Like literally when he was elected, it was just everything came downhill, and it it just everything. Well, they well most people say that he inherited that. Okay, that's most people. No, I'm just telling you what most people usually. Th well, they, they, that's, that's so. This is the argument that happens is 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 when a president has a a really bad bad inheritance. They're like, oh, well, it, we inherited the last the, the last uh, presidency's policies, but when they have a really good upturn, they're like, those are ours. That's all our ideas. That's everything. So I don't give a fuck about what they said. They're bullshit. They're fucking crap. It's I, I eat my ass. Uh, you want is are you are you trying to insinuate that Joe Biden? This is what's happening to Joe Biden right now, man. All all I'm saying is is that, <laughs> is that as much as I dislike Trump because he's an egotistic maniac, that gas prices were nowhere near the fucking five dollars I'm paying now. And if you want to tell oh, me, you don't pay that, five dollars up there. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I remember. I remember under Obama when it was cheaper than this. Three seventy-five, three eighty. Yeah, I lived in California at the time. Yeah, right. I remember paying for gas back then. And you want to tell me that? So you're inheriting Trump's policies, even though Trump had the what uh, highest un or I'm sorry, lowest unemployment rates. The highest uh, GPD or G GDP, yeah, G GDP growth per capita per person overall, and you're going to tell me that you know you're inheriting his policies now? Like that was based upon his economic policies. Because guess what, Trump 
as much as I don't like the things he said publicly, I don't like his views on certain things. The dude's still a businessman. The dude's a businessman. Yeah, you used yeah. touch on it, right? He ran the country like a business. Dude knows how to fucking... He he, he brings out prices <coughs> and profits. And we see nothing but bullshit. And I... I, I, I and you want to tell me Biden's in control? Biden has fucked up everything he's touched. He was he was a joke. He was a meme when he was vice president of Biden, vice president Biden. Um, and I liked him then because he was vice president. And now I can't I I can't I I don't I don't get the man. Like he's a he's a walking laughing stock. It's it's sick. Why doesn't why doesn't people realize it? I mean, I understand majority of the country realizes it, but at the same time, like, why hasn't there been any, like, you used to, like, uh, this is what I'm going to use as a reference for this talking point, is they used to preach all the time about Trump's cognitive abilities, right? Why hasn't there been any cognitive test or, or, um, um, what am I looking for? Why hasn't there been any light on from the media about Joe Biden's cognitive state or cognitive test or like anything in that regard? Like they used to preach this and that and the third about Trump and his inability to function. What about this fucking dude? Well, there's a D next to his name. It's easy place to put it. Right, this, yeah. this man can literally crap his, supposedly crap himself in front of the Pope, and knowing. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, oh, I'm saying supposedly. Yeah. I can't. I cannot verify that. I was not there to change his diaper. Yeah. Yeah. But you make it. You bring up a valid point. Like it, if. Do like, you think he wears Pampers or Huggies? Um, I think he's in Depends. If I'm being honest, <laughs> like he he's moved up on. I think he I think he's he's far beyond the adolescent thing because, you know, even though he has a frail stature and likes touching kids, I think he you know, as much as he Do would love, as much as he would love, children's diapers because they would probably bring George's life. He he can't fit into them, so he needs adults. Do you think he he owns a certain portion of said company? Like he gets kickbacks for just wearing them. Um, I, I might be going a little too far. All right, my man. I would say no, mostly because they can't advertise off him. Because if 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 the world knew that that was a thing, it'd be even bigger laughing stock than he is now. Like imagine, like oh, President endorsed depends because that's what he's wearing. Like oh, yeah, oh he's my not god, named Kickback Joe for a reason, right? Come on, man. Oh, he's named Kickback Joe because his fucking son's out there outing himself on every fucking laptop he loses. We're on laptop six now, where he's like, "Oh, the big guy oh, is telling me I gotta pay for. I, I, I gotta pay for." He's telling his daughter, "Well, hope you have to pay for this fucking family like I do." Because <laughs> his dad's like, "You want to talk about fucking bullshit corruption?" Like the, oh man, I, used, I thought the Clintons were bad. I will say this about the Clintons. Mm-hmm. I will, I will say this, as as fucking dirty and as fucking slimy and they're 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 like the mob, right? They they. They take care of business in a way that it can't really be tied back to them, but you know it's them. 
It can be tied back to them, though. It kind of, in a weird way. It look takes up a, the Mina. Look up the Mina, Arkansas incident. It ties oh, back I'm, to I'm, them, I'm, man. Well, I'm saying this, it can be tied back to them, but no one will testify against them because they know they yeah. will. Uh, they're really they're going to shoot themselves in the back of the head three times while yeah. committing suicide, right? Versus Biden. Yeah. Biden's like, oh. Have, have you ever seen uh, Eastern Promises? I haven't, but I will look it up. Look it up. So it's a great movie. It's actually it has Vito Morrison in it, but it's it's about the Russian mob. I think it's in London, and there's an idiot son. <laughs> he's part of this. And he's a demise. I'm he, assuming. Yeah, basically. So I feel like the Bidens are like the idiot son, mm. or, or like it's like John Wick, right? Like you, you have the same idiot son who's in like, like, it's like this. That I think that's what the Bidens are. Like, they're they're like they're part of this like this big crime family, but they're really fucking stupid. Right. Yeah. yeah. I can I can get behind that. And and I and I I feel bad making that statement a little bit because I know that uh, Bo, you know, Joe Biden's other son who died honorably in combat, serving his country, probably went out there to do good things and was an honorable person but he was an honor he was he's like the honorable soul in this fucking pile of garbage yeah <laughs> so yeah i i i only i uh, i respect you bo i i i exclude you from my comments but uh, <laughs> the rest of you are fucking trash like i don't i i don't care for anything named biden <coughs> I just, I just, don't I just, get it. And I just don't understand how this dude could be the point man for Ukraine and all this other shit. But yet at the same time, all this shit that comes up about all this dirty fucking money coming back to the country from oh. kickbacks from the sun, and I just, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand. I understand all of it. I just. Like, how do y'all allow this to happen? Why? Why? This leads back to the thing I said earlier. I, I think there's a reckoning coming. Like, there's something's something's got to happen one way or the other. Because when China can literally sit there at a, a conference and say, like, "Well, you can't say this shit to us because look at what you're doing." Like, that's that's a like you cannot be the superpower of the world and lead with this and this sense of integrity and like this you know like and have this like this and have dirty laundry in your yeah. back pocket <laughs> yeah like i think it's bullshit and i may be wrong because i maybe i think too highly morally um of what america should be because i think that's america's big downfall but i think there's reckoning and it may not be a civil war but i think that there's going to be a reshuffling of things and i hope that people principal people come on top they will you right. got, you got to think optimistically. But I just I I want the two party system to basically burn to the ground. I want every politician that you know or have heard of ever to basically just be um ousted if not hung or guillotined in the public square. And I want a new social order to come to the aspect of people who embody what the founding fathers wanted, right? They well, they had, they supported different ideals, a.k.a., you know, a lot of them support slavery, because it was at the time. That's fine, I'm not going to justify that, but I think that 
when what I'm talking about is they supported serving their country over their serving their own benefit, right? Service yeah. was meant to be a like serving in Congress or as president was something you did out of self sacrifice, right? You did it for the betterment of the country, not for the better of the self. When you hear Nancy Pelosi like saying, like, Whoa, you know, insider trading over blah blah blah, you know, we're so free citizens, we should build this like trade. Like, no, bitch. Like you Oh, what happens when you know the information yeah, that's like coming you, about? You, like, you literally went on, from man. owning nothing to you're worth what, like ten or twelve million dollars now? Like, no, there's something wrong there. Like Fuck you! If you, if the you want to make that money, the figures a little bit higher, but yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah I don't know the exact figure, but two hundred. Yeah, about that. but that's a lot higher. But my point being is, like, people who actually want certain positions should not be the people who want the power, but be the people who, you know, want to do what's best for everyone else. Which is why yeah. I believe in like term limits, like, in tying salaries to the betterment of their citizens, like. If you don't make any more money, based upon your your behind the book deals, but you know if you if increasing the money you make is based upon increasing the betterment of your um, constituents, I think, I think that's a better place to be. No doubt. Right. But theory, theory thought of and theory applied is completely two different things. Like you can, like we can think about all the changes that we want to go on in the world, all we want. But if we actually practice them in in reality, it's a completely different story than when you're just at a board table, just thinking about ideas or thinking about ideals. Like it needs to be practiced instead of actually just thought about or talked about. So. I, I, well, I think it's a great idea. I understand that position. Like you're saying, is I think my idea is amazing, but I have to find people who would one support it, two, then I have to get them into leadership, aka Congress, or get myself there. Two, then I have to build support within the Congress and within constituency to support it. So basically, I would be asking people to forgo their own benefit. Right? I have to find selfless people. Want to actually lead this country instead of fucking um, scavenge from it. Yeah, scavenge yeah. it for their own greed. Which is going to be hard to do because, well. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, you know, it's 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 the whole concept of power, or, uh, power corrupts. Absolutely, absolute power. Or, I'm sorry, was it? It's uh, power. Uh, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Something like that. Like you know, you, you're never gonna get away from it until you can find people who, who, until you can find a way to put people into these positions of power. If you do not seek it, then you will never solve this problem. Yeah. All right. This Good is. Luck. Well, this is a big problem, like, in the Star Wars series, right? In the prequels. I don't know how familiar you are, but I, I, I'm guessing you're not, because you don't have talked about it. Um, but, you know, when she's <laughs> talking about it, this is how democracy dies, because, you know, this one individual who's seeking power manipulates his way into power. There's no checks and balances against that. 
right? This is why you see a lot of the like, your state representatives and state representatives. They all come from the same circles, the same. The the whole breeding program, like you have this political trajectory that people ascend on, right? It's, like it's it's literally like breeding dogs in a weird way. Like this, there's this whole plan put out for it. Yeah, and it's and it. We just comes down to execution. Basically, yes. Basically, yes. I got a gnat in my room, and it's literally just buzzing next to my headset, and it's just annoying the shit out of me. Oh. It's one thing I can't stand is gnats and flies. Hmm. I understand there's a pers uh, there's a principle or a, a job for them in, 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 in reality and in nature, but... Man, fuck. And things are annoying. Everything supposedly has a point in nature. Yeah. Like but it's so, that whole circle of life shit. Yes, but here's here's the thing is like the life is adaptable. And when we talk about these these mass extinctions or extinction this or extinction that, like life will not end. Life will go through a hardship, but at the other end of it, it may come out better. You never know this, right? So we're, I think as as a human race, I think one of our, another part of our big downfalls is we are very, we are very concerned with conserving the now, the norm. Preserving, yeah. Conserving, yeah. preserving, yeah, uh, same thing. Yeah, no, 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 I know, I know. Right, yeah. that, that, that's, that's just the way that it was interpreted in my mind, yeah. Well, no. I, actually, I, I think I like your, I think I like your word better, preserving, um, and so therefore we don't really embrace differences, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. Like, you try to, you try to keep the now prevalent as much as possible, and you just don't want anything to change because you're so as humans you come so adaptive to things that are in your environment that change can either be good or change can be bad most of the time society deems change is bad yep. in certain degrees yeah. but change is inevitably evolutionary it's 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 always going to happen it's always happened throughout the course of of the world but most most nowadays people try and preserve like you said the now well, I, would, I would argue that evolution was natural until the early 18th century yeah like yeah. You, you look excited we 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 as a population haven't changed but our our intellectual properties have changed right like we've made air conditioning therefore we can live longer inside like all this bullshit right and i think that yeah. i think that as a as, as a race or a species we have reached a a point where we're um fucked is the best way i can put it is in the point of like either we force evolution upon ourselves through like our, our own genetic manipulation 
or we're stagnant. And we go and or go back to our primitive state? No, no, no. I think we will stay as we are or we are going to have to in like literally force ourselves to like like manipulate ourselves into evolving. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Because I, I don't like we have conquered every aspect of of our environment, right? And the, and our environment is typically what calls or causes evolution, right? Is adapt, adapt adaptation to your environment. Like the whole Darwin theory of evolution is like survival fittest. Like we are the fittest we will ever be for our <coughs> environment. We can, we can adapt to like we've we've proven ourselves capable enough to adapt to everything based upon our intellect, right? Like we have air conditioning, we have heating. Like we don't need to change ourselves. We just need we can change our environments in certain ways. So either yeah. we literally have to suffer a catastrophic event to force evolution, or we have to. So I'm sorry. There's there's also we we transplant ourselves to an area which, therefore, we adapt to creating evolution. Um, but that would that would require a mass like transition, right? Like you can't just like push one family Flip a switch and hope, yeah. they, and hope they fix us all. Like you would have to have multiple different variants that evolve over you know, years and years and years. So, uh, which is, so we're, we're either at a dead end or we're at a, a Y I think in our, in our human history. Which, yeah, is, which, is, which is fascinating in a certain way, right? So we don't stay stagnant for long. Well, I, 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 well, so far, but we've reached this point. This is what brings up the whole point of like. So Elon Musk is like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna have it Mars, and there's other people like, well, that's really fucking stupid. Like, we're humans, we're not gonna do that. Like, there's no point. There's nothing there for us. And looking at like the different aspects of it, right? particularly from evolutionary theory. Is Elon Musk is is telling us like, hey, we can adapt to move to multiple star systems. Like we are humans, we can do this. We know this. We can produce this technology. And there's other people saying like, well, we like we don't even know what's the bottom of our ocean. Like, how do you expect yeah. this to be a thing? So I, when I think about it in this perspective, it's like you have a man who's who's reaching out and trying to like expand all of human knowledge and basically like move it and like just call in a different I, realm i guess he, i guess you could say he, he's he has a, a colonistic aspect to it right? like he, he thinks there's more out there which i agree with i think that he is the right way but you know there's this other world that we've experienced like well we need to look inward yeah yeah I, I believe in the inward perspective yeah but I, I don't think I, I think that is gonna fail. Ultimately, because it we I think I, I feel think, like go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I, I just I believe that that we we still have a lot to know. We still have a lot to learn about this orbital sphere than we do another one. Because another one is a completely different horizon. That's Sure, sure. We've we've put Land Rovers and all that shit on there, 
but at the same time we still like we still need to realize like how things function on this planet before we can go and quote unquote conquer and or colonize another one don't we still have to realize like what goes on in this fear then then we do another one like i feel like we're we're trying to conquer to or conquer or conquer is probably not the word we're trying to understand multiple multiple spheres of influence instead of actually completely having uh, a hole on the one that we actually live and breathe in today like you said as the example of the oceans thing like the oceans are the most unexplored thing in this world like why don't we develop technology instead of rockets to go other to other planets why don't we use technology to our beneficial to explore different species of whatever whatever we're looking for in the oceans itself because the oceans is what it, what is it 75 80% of what this world is made of the best fun data when I was in high school was like 73 or 74 okay so 73 74% of what this this actual planet's made of and we haven't even tapped in a, a, a third, an eighth of it, if we want to be honest. But yeah, we want to go to another planet and figure out what goes on over there just because we figured out that there was water there once. Okay, that's great. So I, just... I, would, I would argue that the, the answer to your question is actually really simple. Okay. Is that we understand that within our our atmosphere our planet there is a finite amount of resources right so the the first person to tap another amount of resources is is the next person's trillionaire like they will become so immensely rich like imagine 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 if elon musk finds out that mars is filled with oil and he's like mars is mine and you think about how immensely rich, like, the Saudi princes are. And how immensely rich he already is. He would become infinitely rich. Like, he like he could basically buy fucking Earth. For that amount of resources, right? So, I think that I understand what you're saying. And we do, it, from a scientist's point, it makes sense. But from a, a point of, like, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship or whatever you want to call it. Entrepreneurial ship yeah. is like is 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 Earth is a is a is a pie chart and it only has so much and that 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 percent slowly running to zero, but if you can find another pie chart that is a hundred percent full and you can own it for everything, it's 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 you you have just expanded everything. Right, and it continues and grows and grows and grows. Right, but that's yeah. that's that is the simple economic aspect of it. But if you think about like from a biological and like instance, is if you can find another plant that supports life and you expand your influence, eventually technology regresses. Right. You have to expand yeah. upon outside of this galaxy. 
which means you ensured the survival of the human race because our star will fall. Ugh. Right? This it goes red. You have supernova, and everything goes, you know, is what it is. But if we can develop that, very long-term plan. So I see two instances there, and then you have the like the the kind of third instance of like what you and me interpret like and involve is is what called through the three so third dimension or fourth dimension. Right, so he's also pushing science to its its furthest limits, trying to expand upon already ideas and trying to like maybe help us breach that like that fifth wall. I'm sorry, the fourth fifth I guess it'd be the fifth wall. Yeah, um so uh, I see what you're saying and I I agree that we should spend some time understanding our own planet, but there's also like there is a finite amount of resource here. So the more you can expand and like grow, you you are helping yourself, but you're also helping humanity at large because you bring more resources in. If so. it wasn't there a set amount of resources on this earth to be able to prosper for however long we were supposed to prosper for, is it because of human greed and human evolution or human technology that, that these these resources were becoming um, unattainable. Well, yeah, but that's also the thing. Is like population continues to grow. Like you, the landmass only gets so. Landmass can only support so many human beings, right? This is part of the aspect of like nuclear war. <laughs> it's like eventually, like. All wars have been part of resources. It regardless of how you feel about it, it is what it is. Like it whether it's land spice <sighs> spices, gold, like there's resources. There's a finite amount of resources. So the person next person who controls something else would it's the compound of the point. It's like it would be just drastically insane the amount of influence. Yeah. I get that. Isn't the isn't the richest man in the history of the world? I think his name was King Abrakanazar, or some shit like that. Well, last I heard of this, it was Vladimir Putin. But that's speculative. Uh, uh, I'm talking about like in the history of the world. Like apparently, this king had more gold and more resources than he ever knew what to do with it. Uh. I Which I, I can understand Putin does too. I understand that. But I've, I've, same... I, you'd have to send me an article on this. I'd love to uh, hear it. Um, let me find this fucking thing. Oh, please do. How do you spell Abrakanes? Yes, that's a hell of a name. Uh... Yeah, and it comes up with Ebenezer. It's not Ebenezer. It's not Ebenezer. It's Ebenezer. Oh, it's Nebuchadnezzar. No, that's a song. It was a Babylonian king. The greatest biblical villain. Nebuchadnezzar. That's what it is. 
Babylonian Empire. Blah, 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 blah. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Huh. So, it's, if we're using our Wikipedia, Henry Ford was actually the wealthiest person who ever lived. Oh, yeah? Damn. Yeah. Uh, okay. Although this seems a little old, he his, his net worth today would have been thirty-five point two billion. Well, Vladimir Putin's got that right, right? I I don't know. And then there's an Indian who's present day. He's he's thirty-three point two billion in twenty twenty-one dollars. And there's another uh, who's this? Uh, Rockefeller would have been third. 24.7 billion. Carnegie with 15.6 billion. Mr. Steele. Yeah, this is. This seems like a lot, a lot, a lot of fucking balance of bullshit. Of course, it's Wikipedia, so. You know, who would have guessed? Good old Julian Assange. He would not have been the richest man in the world, but nice try. Really? So, oh no! Okay, okay, okay. So his name is—I I, knew—I knew it was a king. His name was Man Mansa Musa. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's—he's he's actually picking it. He's like as uh, someone. He's first. Uh, only his second is Genghis Khan. Okay. Uh, Walt his estimated. Indescribable. His... Yeah, his estimated net worth in today's standards is four hundred billion. So, and yet, some try to put it in figures or more than more than a trillion, but he was more more than it could have been counted. I th I don't know why I thought it was Nebuchadnezzar, but I knew it was some ancient fucking king, and it's Man Mansa Musa. He was the ruler of the vast Western African Empire of Mali. Yeah, yeah. With okay. Greek and he came to salt and gold. Yeah, in today's money, he's worth four hundred billion. Though he's not celebrated as much. I don't know why I thought it was a Nebuchadnezzar. What the fuck, man? Well, so uh, I get it, but I'm so. They say he, that the reason he's not credited is because he distributed his wealth to other people and he set up, like, the public education system within Africa. Like, hmm. Wow, I'm sorry I'm not the rich man in the world. I actually decided to do something good for my fucking continent. <laughs> Versus what people do now, like, ugh. Crazy, right? People yeah. had integrity and character back then. It's a strange well, concept. So, you say that, but to be fair, not all of them did. Like, some no, people I, were I really fucking that. shitty, right? Oh, there, shit. there were people who were uniquely qualified. But, right. but yeah, that's, that's what his name the was, Mansa Musa. Seemed much easier. Like Genghis Khan the second peak net worth was like hundreds of trillions. Oh yeah. Oh Genghis Khan like 
Oh, he is he's vicious. Um, there's a what is the podcast there? I I listened to about him. It was it was like four four episodes in. They were multiple hours long. It was um, God, it's those are my favorite. It was something in history. It was this dude. He just does like deep dives. It's amazing. But he did one games con. It was just brutal. But I I loved it. I like shit like that, man. Them big old long documentaries that are boring the most. Yeah, those oh, are the ones like I thrive Ga- off Gangs of. That makes sense. Who? Yeah, totally. Uh, Emperor Zhejiang of Shang, three trillion. Oh, he is the sixth emperor of the Song Dynasty in China. Rule between. Uh, 1067 and 1085. It said the emperor controlled 30% of the global GDPs. Wow. The whole world at that point. The whole world. That is fucking ridiculous. That's fucking crazy. Akbar. Yeah. Uh, Mongol Empire reign. He can't get. Don't give a shit. Augustus Caesar is actually fifth. Hmm. Caesar, huh? Mm, yeah, well, I, 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 I'm glad my my uh, Western Anglo-Saxon heritage is here somewhere. <laughs> and then Rock, <laughs> Rockefeller is actually six. Interesting. I mean, he, he is the guy that found the fucking oil. Yeah, he's he's seven behind him. Uh, Russia, Nicholas the second of Russia is eight. Bizarre, yeah. Yeah. Mir Osman Khan, uh, Indian royalty is ninth, and who's tenth? William the Conqueror. Hmm. Imagine that. And uh, it goes on. It's just bullshit after that. But yeah, you know, uh, you you were you were correct. Western, apparently, Western Africa was rich once upon a time. Yeah, yeah, like. I, I had watched a documentary on the dude. I don't I don't know why on earth I said Nebuchadnezzar. But I knew it was some fucking ancient king or some shit. And his wealth was infallible or his wealth was like unimaginable type of shit. I never heard of this man, so it's Took me a second to find him, but I figured him out. Oh yeah, yeah. Holy shit. He really, he basically controlled the whole, like, tip of, like, Western Africa. Yeah. Like, if you, if you took from top to bottom and you cut, like, from the tip to the top, like, cut it off, like, directly, he controlled everything west of the... Wow. That's big. That was a big continent. Holy shit. Okay. That makes sense. Although, nowadays, Africa's a fucking shithole. Right? So, it, it really puts things into perspective. So, to be fair. I feel like. I think Africa's just severely underdeveloped. It's, uh... Well, think about it. Like, you think about the major powers in the continent. There isn't really one. They're all fighting for each other's dominance. The thing I don't like is how outside 
corporations like Shell and stuff will go in there and they won't even give the people jobs, right? Because they're so undereducated and shit. And then they'll extract the resources and fucking basically fuck up the ecosystem. And then when they're done, they just leave. And then all the people have to deal with the repercussions of said reacts or said, um, what the fuck? They have to deal with the repercussions. Yeah, bro. it's just it's sad. It's still happening. Right? Yeah. This it's is a large part sad. of what happened in South America, but South America, a lot of South American countries, like, there's a point where, like, fuck you, and they kicked a lot of us, like, the American out, and they, like, they took over corporations, right? Yeah. That's why they, Venezuela, like, <laughs> they, they kicked everyone out, like, we're gonna, we're gonna control our own oil company. Yeah, how'd that work out? Well, they're still fucking immensely rich. <laughs> uh, they just, Four have... largest oil reserve in the world. Yeah, they just they just happen to adopt socialism, which is a great concept, but anyway, not really now, implemented properly. Yes. Noah, I found this out probably a year ago. Did you know after the Civil War, a lot of the Confederate soldiers immigrated to Brazil? No, I did not know that. Yeah, they're called confederales or confedadors or some Ooh. shit like that. And uh they they, they still have like annual annual celebrations of their Confederate heritage. Like they have like rebel I mean Confederate flags and shit like that down there. I ha I will say I had heard the term, although I didn't understand what it was directly correlated to. Yeah, they sense. they actually like like they say the Nazis went to Argentina and yeah. shit, and they have like a Nazi colonization down there and shit. It's the same principle with the Confederates, like they moved to Brazil and they impregnated the women and made their own subspecies, I guess you would say. Not so, subspecies is the wrong word, but they they entangled themselves with the natives and shit like that, so and they still. To be fair, that feels inherently anti-Confederate, just as much as it feels. No, no, I understand. Right? I understand like, what you're getting at, but I'm I'm just telling you the way that the story was interpreted to me. Oh, I get that, but like when people are like, well, the Nazis, you know, they went to Argentina, and that's where they, like, they're gonna go. I don't know. I just, I just. I... They did that because of the dictator at the time was for fascism. Yeah, okay. Well, there, that was not a extremely unpopular thing at the time. Like, there was fascists in America. There's... Well, who was his name who was... Who almost... Fuck, he almost won uh, the election in fucking Britain. He was a goddamn fascist, like, at the time of the war. Like, fascism oh, nice. was not, you know, was not, like, this this, this niche thing. It was, it, was the, it was the hot topic at the time. So... People uh, wanted change. People always. People always want change until they get it, right? It's yeah, but it so, was such a drastic change from what it was after World War One with the repercussions of the Versailles Treaty. Versailles Treaty fucked Germany, uh, wow. and literally was the rise of what Nazi Germany was. Oh, I agree. I I think that it was overly harsh, but at the same time, I. I understand why it was implemented. It was implemented 
Elven Malice to help try and prevent this, but he created contempt. Created a fucking monster. Yes. And it was, an it, was, it was monster. Well, if you look at like the the, um, the Civil War and like uh, Andrew Johnson, like the whole bullshit around that, like because I I did I did a whole like, essay on this and the contempt, like he. So after some wars, a lot of people are like, hey, the South should be like, they have nothing. There's Democrats should be fucking shit canned. Like, there's nothing there. And he was like, no, that's not how it needs to go. We need to, like, like try and preserve the Constitution. We need to, like, bring them in in certain aspects and, like, not completely, like, make them, like, this, like, this extremely guilty party. Ultimately, it ended up in his impeachment because the Republicans controlled the house but it worked out better because he was willing to lead creates to both sides and then you look at like the Treaty of Versailles where it's hey Germany yeah you fucked up guess what you're paying for fucking everything we're gonna cripple you and then you end up like this this just this population full of contempt and hate for anything well I mean and then the, you give when, them direction and just burn when it. we're having the roaring 20s and everybody's living in their fucking high life and shit these people are literally searching for their next meal so I can understand the hatred and the bias towards the world and I can understand why they wanted to get out of said depression and they took such a drastic stance that it was almost a demise of the world I get that totally I think demise the world's a bit much because it nuclear it, weapons man they were trying to form nuclear weapons before we did are you talking about 20s or 40s I'm talking about the 40s. Okay, you but said the 20s. depression. Well, you said no, 20s. no. It happened. They they had a depression in the 20s, which which had a rise of the Nazi movement in the 30s. Okay, so yeah. which we, circumvently we had a depression in the 20s too. It's called the Great Depression. It was in the 30s. We had the Roaring 20s. It happened on October 29th, 1929 was the Great Depression. The day oh, the stock market fell. But, but, it happened but, on my birthday. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. You just I said in the 20s and you said 30s, but you quoted a date from 1929 in the 20s. So the, the, the fact that it started or is quoted to start on the 29th does not mean that is the day that... That's like saying... That's like saying Joe Biden's recession started um, tomorrow when the housing market crashes. No, it started a little while ago. Right? Okay. So there is a depression that carries over from the 20s into the 30s, yes. Great depression. Right. Okay. Well, so, the reason why that Germany went into the depression in the early 20s is because of World War One and the yes. Versailles Treaty, which the was started in 1918 or 1919, I believe. Yes, the fallout of Something World along War One. Yes. Thank you for... The, thank I'm you sorry, for, the war. Sorry, yeah. I just, I'm just trying to clear up things. Like, you, no, you know, no, um, you're good. Oh, that's fine. Like, I get my the Great Depression actually, actually did it started in the 20s. Yes, it was late 20s, but it's still 20s. It's yeah. like saying, if if you're born in 1989, you're still an 80s baby, even though you probably, you know, you don't recognize that. <laughs> right, yeah. Thank so, you thank you for clarifying um, that. So, I did get yeah, my it, dates mixed up. So the Great Depression did start in the 20s. It carries through the 90s, and... And Germany felt a huge hit of that because of the Versailles the fallout from World War One, or the Great War, as it was called. Um, and this is what carried the contempt over in World War Two. And this is where you get a lot of the. Well, I, I'm when did say, Hitler go to jail? Oh, when did he go and write Mein Kampf? Oh, 
this was, I want to say, I think 30. Because in 33, he became the, 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 because in 33, he became the, the party, the party, no, he didn't become the party chancellor because that was 30, 37 or 38. Because then he invaded uh, the Rhineland in 39. So I'm thinking he went to jail maybe the thir in wow. 30. No, 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 not even close. Huh? Uh, 23 to 24. 23 to 20. Okay, so he did become chancellor in 33 or 32. I don't know. I'm just, hang on, one question no. at a time. I gotta, uh, I know the dates. It's just, I mean, I know the history. I just don't know the specific dates. Oh, I'm thinking he became chancellor in 33. Here. I'm pulling this fucking this. Wikipedia. Let's... Uh, no. God, it's so fucking long. Uh, he... Okay, so he became yeah, yeah, chancellor, chancellor in, in yep. thirty-three. Yep. Okay. Thirty thirtieth of January, nineteen thirty. So barely. Yeah. Barely thirty-three. Yes. Okay. And then he invaded the Rhineland in thirty-nine. So yeah, that 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 seems about right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. It all ends up. Okay. It's been a long time since I took World War Two history course, but yes. It's, that's my favorite part of history is World War Two, and then circumvently the Cold War. Yeah, I care less about the Cold War mostly. Um, I'm, I'm it's an ideological in... war that I love. Yeah, well, I'm I'm very much more into like ancient history, like Greek Roman history, and you know. I don't know why I was so fascinated by the ideological aspect of the war. Well, it, it's. I don't, I don't know why, I just, everyone likes different things, and don't get me wrong, I, I definitely enjoy World War II and the things that came out of it, but, it's, it played such a drastic impact on the world, like, you cannot ignore it. Yeah, right? that's probably why I'm so, um, entertained by it. Well, this is, and I think it holds a unique place, right, in, in this thing that, like, it it happened, it's over, but it had this massive impact, right? But when you compare it to slavery, I mean, it was like, well, America's a slave state. Like, when slavery has happened throughout human history and continues to this day, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, there, there's more slaves now than there was uh, at the point of, like, the Civil War. Yeah. We, we ignore this fact. And, like, the fact that people are like, well, slavery was this racist thing. No, slavery was slavery. Like people have enslaved their own, own thousands like, of years. Yeah, like the whole like Roman Greek area, like Egyptians. Like, guess what? When Romans and Greeks went to war, they enslaved other people that were Greek uh, from other city states, and they, you know, it's different. <laughs> and I, I'm not gonna sit here and say like, yes, racism rose out of slavery. Yes, that's that's the dirty secret of it. But like to say like slavery is the cause root the root of all evil slavery still exists and you want to sit here and argue about like well it's bad like you know you don't you don't understand the topic on what you're speaking for the part you're you're going to say yeah so people I, are financial I, slaves nowadays so, so well, I, I would say that like there are people who 
uses as talking points such as a uh, BLM, you know, uh, was it was it uh, uh, big large mansions? You know, they they definitely need their talking points, but there are other people who actually understand the talking points and who understand like this is a endemic problem that is shown itself throughout human history, and though we as a Western civilization have eradicated it for the most part. Granted, there's still sex slavery and human trafficking. Um, we're going to talk about southern border right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it, it's not something you get rid of until you you get rid of this, this moral corruptitude, and it's it's a it's a foundation for everyone. Like like it's it's a terrible thing, and but it exhibits small things even in our society and all societies, right? Like. Some of domestic abuses like this whole like you should be subservient to me, so I'm beat you into sub subservitude. <laughs> but there's there's real people being sold in markets, you know, across the world, and it's like, oh, we don't care about that because because we want our reparations. We want you know, slavery is bad. Like yes, we know it's bad. We we like we're, our country fought a fucking the bloodiest war in our country's history over it. Like thing, please tell me more about it. Like shut the fuck up, you dumb bitch. Like we get it at some point like you just you need to shut up stop using this talking point and like show that either you put up or shut up you care about slavery or you don't and slavery is not an issue that is that is solely america's problems it's a world problem it's been a world's problem since the inception of fucking people and like until since we figured we can beat people into sub subservency like it's it's how it's been right yeah, I thought the war was fought over fucking like tariffs and stuff. Which war? Civil War. Uh, that's your part of your southern education, but good, you know, I'll, um, so, uh, the, the, the Civil War is fought over several different aspects. Tariffs, yes. Slavery is another one, but it was, uh, it, the, the biggest farce that they're told is, is, is states' rights. Right. Sure. Well, state rights ties in slavery because slavery was never like it was tied to state rights. So basically, like because I think it was uh the Mason-Dixon line, right? It was like, oh, well, you know, states below this, you know, we have slavery. States below that don't, and then it just this big hoot of law. Um, so it, depending on your interpretation of history, it's it's you can facts you want to believe. Um, well, it's not, it was it was states' rights, which if you, that's the line you want to go with, that's fine. But states' rights over the the ability to have or not have slavery. Oh, okay. Uh, it's okay. basically what it boils down to, right? Is okay. Is is it? It was this. It think of it. Think of it as abortion, right? And like the Roe v. Wade thing now is it's it's very much Roe v. Wade was like, oh well, it's it's everyone's, you know. Uh, everyone's, you know, they should have their own personal, like, privacy about their medical identity. And the recent thing that happens is like, well, that's between you and the state. Not That's not for the federal government to decide. Right. Okay. And so it's along similar lines. Oh, okay. That's why a lot of people are very upset about it. It's like, well, this this, this makes abortion out a lot. No, it simply makes the state, it's the state's right to tell you you know, so, uh, yeah, that's that's all it was. Like, the Civil War had many aspects, but it was largely fought over slavery. 
So the moral issue was slavery. Yes, but it was it was it was chalked okay. up to, you know, the state's right to decide, not the federal government's right to decide. Oh, okay. Well, it's like you know that that's what it was, and oh, that's why okay. I thought it had to do with like taxes and tariffs on southern <laughs> exports. Well, so so okay, so in in a way to like I think curve some of that. There there was a plan put in place to like they were going to tax certain you know cotton goods to like make it harder for them to like continue on. Yeah. Basically, okay. they're trying to squeeze them out, and the states were like, "Well, you know, you can't do this. Like, this is blah blah blah. You know, like, this is all a fight to have slavery, and this, and this is, you know, within our constitution, you know, it says that this is what it says. So we interpret it this way. And then mm -hmm. it's like, well, no, that's not how that works. And then, like, I knew the fundamental moral principle of it was slavery. Like, I understand that. I just thought the like the one of the main issues besides slavery was inherently tariffs and taxes on southern goods that go to northerners oh yeah but it's 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 all about perspective right it's like it's it's very sure, much like yeah, yeah. whichever side if if you're on the white side you're gonna want to see it through your prism if i'm black side i want to see it through my prism right like yeah 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 so i understand that. it's it's and this is this is something that happens everywhere and this is why I think that being a historian is is particularly hard because you have to one view it outside of your own prism, but two you have to create your own prism <laughs> to understand it through, right? Yeah, yeah, I and, get that. And and sure you get and this is where you get a lot of like it's this is why history is um very fun, fascinating. It's like different people interpret different things, right? Like, you have all these primary sources, like, you have documents, you have journals, and they say things, but then you interpret them, right? And this, it's all based upon your own interpretation. Like, if you look at, particularly in philosophy, like, so look at Aristotle, like, Aristotle has been interpreted, like, 20 million different ways based upon the thinker that's reading him. So he's been shunned by Catholics, but he's been embraced by others because, of, like, they're like, well, this is what this means. This is what that means, and like one person's like, "Well, this like I this is what this means related to our God." And like he's he's talking about our God. He doesn't know it because he's he's ignorant of God. And then I was like, "No, he he this is blasphemy because he's he's disgracing our God, right?" So it's very much about like how you view things and how you know your your prism or your magnifying glass on things, and which is why I think that makes studying his, history very unique. It's fascinating. Oh, yeah. It's a different, and it's people's interpretation of, like you said, the prism. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you know, like when a light hits it, and you, you reflect a rainbow, but sometimes, if you filter that out, you get different things. So, but yeah, so like, I, I found that this is, and I think this is part of like what streams like, if you're like, well, CRTs, you know, CRTs, we need to teach it, like, because we don't teach their actual racial history. Well, that depends on how you look at it, right? Like, I I grew up understanding Civil War is bad. Slavery is bad. Yeah. Uh, but we're past that. And now it's like, no, we're not past that because, you know, X, Y, and Z, like, we've decided we're not past that. I want, you know... 
I want my paycheck from the government, and like I, I feel like I'm not that person. Although I love Thomas Saul, uh, as he as he pointed out, as he points out multiple times, if you listen to anything he has to say on the subject, is you know, um, so people within the, who who are comparable, regardless of sex or gender or race make the same amount of money, right? If you have the same experience, the same education, and are in the same field, you basically make the same amount of money. It's it's like it's in sense, like literally. Which he hmm. you know, you can you can obviate to like negotiation skills. Right? Yeah, they're they're still yeah. variable there. But when he, he looks at like couples, right? And this is this is a black man saying this is that the nuclear family like a person with a mother and a father in the household is actually like uh, so like ten I, I forget the percentage. They're more likely to succeed in life. Ugh. And this is this is across the board. Black, white, Asian. Don't give a shit. If you grow up in a household and branch together, you're significantly more inclined to succeed. And yeah, this I don't was, doubt that. And this was true. Um all the way up until the sixties, the civil rights, and then that this held true until the implementation of like um uh what's what I wanna call them? um government programs like for single and single parents and, sh- and like and stuff like that. And then you saw a breakdown, like actually at that point uh the the black married couples actually were making more than the white married couples on average. But after okay. the implication of like this, the the uh, I, I, what's I don't know what the welfare program is where they provide money for your child, but after the single mother programs, they that dropped like they dropped significantly. So now that the actual rate is significantly lower, like it's it basically it, you combine that with uh uh. So basically, the the child welfare program, and you combine that with um, minimum wage, and it destroyed the black community. <laughs> it's, it's his argument, and it, it's amazing to listen to. Man is a fucking genius, and it, and he makes it logical. I just, and he, I, I don't know. I just I could listen to him talk all day about everything. It's it's amazing. Yeah. On the myths of economic inequality. Yep, that's that's a wonderful one to listen to. Facts about slavery never mentioned in school. Mm-hmm. Origins of woke. Yeah, listen to anything by this man, and he he's just mind opener, and he makes so much sense. And the statistics he brings to bear, it's, it's just it's so just incredible. Like he is. Do you, you know who Larry Elder is, right? Yeah, yeah. He he's like a a. If if Larry Elder had him, he is Larry Elder's mentor. But like, it, just take him and put him like above that, and just the way he his voice is just everything he has to say is just great to listen to. It's like. If you took the 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 noise uh, the voice of uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and like put it in like an e- economist instead of a, a fucking astrophysicist, 
It's yeah. just, I love listening to everything he has to say. It's just, and he speaks, and he makes it so simple. At least for me. Yeah. Right? Which is funny, because in my philosophy course I took last semester, like, uh, our, one of our last people we had to talk about was Thomas Sowell. And I was so frustrated, because when it came to that day of, like, doing, like, discussions... Our teacher was like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know, it's done. He, we didn't talk about the reading. We, we didn't talk about the man himself and didn't talk about any of his principles. And I was, I was so frustrated because, like, this man is... Because <laughs> we, we got into this whole thing about, like, oh, these feminists believe, like, you know, feminists are feminists for this reason. And then we got into, like, feminists are this anti-white feminist because she believes that, like, white feminists are crap because they don't, you know, embrace struggles of other cultures so like they look at people like uh muslim feminists and like to write them off because they're muslims and like oh well you're still subjugated because you have to wear the hijab and like oh yeah i get that to a certain point but then we moved into like race and like well we're talking about martin luther king and uh, malcolm x and like how they differ and he's like well we're gonna talk about thomas Sowell, and then we just we never talked about him like like this is he's <laughs> Like, we never talked about his ideas or his, like, ideas of how race is because, you know, and I felt kind of betrayed on on a certain sense because, you know, here I am having to, like, interpret and try to adjust all these views and, like, this is a man I completely agree with the particular culture race and, like, this ideology of, like, you know, racial subjugation in the modern world and you, like, write him off because, you know, you don't want to talk about his views. <laughs> That's how I felt. Because you like, don't agree with his root views. Basically, I, it felt like a very um, woke moment. It's the best way I can describe it. And don't get me wrong, I like the professor. I, I would still, like, I would take his course again or take another course by him. But it definitely felt that way. Like, I felt like it was just, like, he didn't want to, it, he didn't want to, like, he didn't want the time. Thomas Sowell to be in. He didn't want Thomas Sowell to influence you in well, thinking no, he, a certain he, way. I, I think that he was afraid of the class discussion based upon previous class discussions, because the, mm. the, they had been very. The first one came out a little spicy, but that was because we had a uh, a particular student who he came out. He's like, I'm a, I'm a valid anarchist, right? Like he was like very adamant, oh. and like he wanted to put his views out there, right? And then he dropped the class, and so things became very Manila until a course before that, when there was a particular student who got very adamant. He was very stupid and very wrong about a lot of things he said, and we had, a, <laughs> I had some very funny discussions uh, behind his, you know, in, in privately behind his back. He's saying this, but then, and this is particularly about women's rights. Uh, and then, and then, like he went into MLK week, and he said some really dumb. <laughs> dumb shit and, and he got fucking blatantly called out by a few of the the uh, black <laughs> students so i felt like when it came to this like this the t the the professor um really avoided it because he didn't want another like he didn't he didn't want to embrace the subject right and i felt <laughs> like i felt really sure about that because i think thomas soul is one of the, the best modern thinkers on the subject right and particularly when it comes to race yeah. Like he he addresses it full on and it, like everything he talks about and it, he's he's he is like if you took Larry Elder but made him a little more sophisticated and put him a little bit farther back, aka he was he actually he was born in Jim Crow like he lived this shit. 
Right. So, so it, it's it's he's such an amazing thinker. He's fun to listen to. Do I agree with anyone who says no? But I think that listening to him is just is is wonderful. He's he's one of the better thinkers of our time. So they got they got one that I'm looking at on YouTube right now. It says it's got it's got old school Joe Biden in the '80s versus uh, Thomas Sowell, and I kind of can't wait to watch it. Oh. Anything against old school Joe Biden. Joe Biden's a fucking piece of shit. Fuck that guy. Oh. Anyways, sorry. I feel like we 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 drifted a lot off path from Adolf. How do we get from Adolf Hitler to Thomas Sowell? Hey, so that's man. a large leap. Um, it'd be like that sometimes, man. No, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. It'd be like that sometimes. When you got so many things going on in your mind every day, yeah. I mean, it kind of, you kind of can just go literally anywhere. I mean, we went from the 1300s to the 1940s to the 60s to just wherever, wherever the conversation goes, it goes. You know, I kind, I'm kind of intrigued about the anarchist in your in your class, though. Oh, what? So I, um. I guess intrigued is. The Have you ever heard word. of uh, Michael Malice? Negative, but I'll definitely look him up. Okay, so he he's he's a modern individual, um, and he's he's actually on Twitter. I know you don't really do social media, but he's actually a fairly funny guy. I have one of his books. It's called The Anarchist Handbook, and it's a it's basically a collection of essays written by anarchists, and it's insightful because um i think i think i think that anarchists get a they're much like communists right in a certain way like there's a sort of bad rep yes annotation right yeah is attached to them and does well deserve you know anarchists are very much more about the the more dramatic ones are very much more about burning shit down there is a spectrum in there that i think people should should be welcome to see having like i said having read a lot of it um i agree with a lot of the points but i i still feel like it's not as as much as i despise my own government i think that it does serve a purpose it, it but i think that at its heart it, it is useful but it has been wholly corrupted by individuals in their own aspects and their own uh pursuits of glory right you we have no uh what's the word i'm looking for when you ideologic individuals right yeah who, who stand on principle and i think that there there are so few of those left and and the and those that are left don't seek power and the people that seek power are the ones that, that get power are the ones that seek it and that's what's wrong with our individual society this is also why i believe um that instead of electing individuals, I think we should do a lottery. <laughs> For like, yeah, I do. I do remember you bringing that up one day. It's like you know, like I don't, I don't give a shit. Like you know, be like jury duty. Hey, this is this is your six-year job, and uh, or eight-year job, or whatever. This is how much you're gonna make. This is where you live, and you're gonna you're gonna represent your society. Well, that's got a double-edged coin to it on the lottery portion oh. of it, because most people are going to want to hate to do it. 
A lot Ooh, of yeah. people, at least. Yeah, but well, it's all I. It's all a lot of people aren't to... intellectually capable either. Well, I'm not saying that everyone has to do it, but I'm saying that there'd be strange circumstances. But I also feel like this comes back to my point of like the whole like eventual like when in, when these representatives were created, it was it was out of a sense of service, right? Like you did this to serve your country. Most times you took a hit financially to actually do this, right? Yeah. Um, versus now, it's 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 a career like prosperous. Oh, yeah, it shouldn't be that. So no. No, that just 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 when you said you had an anarchist in your class, that that kind of was just like, oh, oh, all right, oh, you got a combative one. Okay. Oh, he he was he was very vocal. I was really sad he dropped the class, um, because he was like he used to read manifestos and shit like that. Well, so I he was he was on the spectrum. I will say this: he was definitely on the spectrum, and we he was had... on the David Koresh. Yeah. Spectrum, or he was on the Ted Gazinski spectrum. I don't know the difference. I just know he was on the spectrum. Mm. Um, well, one was more of a religious zealot, and one was more of like a. He was not uh, religious. David Koresh wasn't. No, I'm saying my my. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. If if that if that puts on your scale. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he, we had another. Uh, this is the same individual I said who made made stuff out of bounds when he came to feminism, and uh, some racial comments he made at the end of the course. So he he the first class before uh, before the professor was over there. So I I took his his flaw or ethics class immediately after 15 minutes after I took his his uh, philosophy class. So the first day in in their break I I log in I leave one chat room I go to the next one. There's one people waiting there, and someone says something. I'm like, hey, "How's everyone doing?" I was like, "Blind." I started a conversation, and these two kind of went at it for basically 15 minutes, like telling, you know, having their having their views because one's an anarchist, and the other one's like, "Oh, I'm." He's a very young, and um, in his mind, conservative individual is the best way I can describe him, right? He's 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 very in his ways, doing his thing, and so they kind of went at it, and the professor logs in and then sits there and listens to these guys for about 15 minutes before he introduces himself it's like oh well, okay i'm glad you guys think <laughs> awkward so. right yeah and so that was how the first class goes so this guy you know they were they were definitely were not best of friends not saying all was wrong i thought it was it was actually a very fun conversation to listen to and then you know he but he did receive a lot of pushback i felt from certain individuals which was sad because it was like he he was very adamant and uh, ideological police which I I don't care what you believe in I mostly I care about your conviction that's my thing right is mm -hmm. is, is that's why I as much as I hate what Bernie Sanders stands for I will vouch for that man because I think that he is actually he's a good person because he he uh, he's he stands where he believes in, right? Versus, you know, other politicians who like, oh, you know, whatever's cool is cool. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't like that. No. I, I still think Bernie Sanders should be kind of a piece of shit because, you know, after he got fucked, he like bowed down to the thing. But, you know, in, in terms of politicians, this is why I like Tulsi Gabbard, 
I think Tulsi Gabbard is fucking fantastic. Oh, that woman. I don't want babies, but I would have her babies. Because <laughs> she, yeah. <laughs> Beauty she, and brains, I get it. Yeah, well, but she's, she, it's, it's not my beauty and brains. Like, yes, she's gorgeous, too, and she's smart. But she, she's, she, she was a, what, a um, congresswoman who she says, fuck this. I, like, I can't deal with the bullshit. And she left. Like, she was, like, after, like, one session, she's like, I, this is so corrupt and I will never get anything done. I can't, you know. And she left. Like, instead of, like, letting, sitting there and becoming corrupt. And she's smart. She's like she's she's great. She still serves in the army. Like she was, it was just Tulsi Gabbard. Oh man. Um, you know she's she's what Army National Reserve. Like she's yeah. It's it's a big thing. But so I I I I honor conviction over everything else mostly because people who who actually fight for the ideas that they believe in is you know it's it's a very different thing. Oh yeah, when somebody when you see cracks under pressure and stuff like that, you don't want them in battle. Oh yeah, exactly. So, I get that. So yeah, I get that totally. I kind of want to watch this thing about JFK and Robert Kennedy too. This is kind of intriguing. I'm excited. Oh well, uh, got some more. Hey, who who fought in the Civil War, Clay? Um, Joe Perry. <laughs> Joe, Joe Perry, man. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> you getting off, man? Yeah, I think I'm ready to go to bed. It's, it's been a few hours. We've been having a good conversation, though, I say. It's been about four hours, man. Okay, you timing me? Maybe, maybe three and a half. No, I, I I knew how long I was playing by myself for. Oh. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, well, hopefully I'll be on tomorrow. You hop on know. tomorrow? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, like I said, I got some. I got things going on this weekend. I don't. I yeah, fair enough, man. You got a life. I get that. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah. It's good to have sit down and have this conversation though. Oh yeah, always, always. And th thank you for bringing that shit up. I'ma definitely look into it some more though. I've I've listened I've listened to old boy before, but I can I can I always like to dig more down deep into things. Oh, I know. I know. Understand. I'll set you on the path. Don't worry. I got you. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, brother. I'll, I'll, get to the, I'll see you later, man. You have a good one. You too.